we're live. We're officially live. Podcast episode number 58. We have Tom Zenner in the house. We got Sosnick in the house. And we got yes. Major Williams Special guest. running for the governor of the state of California in the house. Brother, good to Whoa. have you here. Thank you. Glad uh, uh, Petros made the connection. Yes, right? yes, great guy. Petros sent me a uh, text. He says, Pat, you got to hook up with this guy. And then he sent a group text to us. And yeah. then, boom, we got on here and glad to have you in Florida. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. So uh, uh, we got a lot of different topics to go to. I think mm -hmm. it's fair first before we get into the topics that we have. We got uh, uh, first maybe let me preface what topics we had. Buffett and Munger made a lot of strong comments this past weekend about Robin Hood, about who's going to be his replacement, which we have the mm -hmm. successor's name to be thinking about and talking about. He, he poked at Bitcoin. They poked a bunch of different people. They Their were, annual meeting. I mean, I couldn't even, I've never <laughs> seen them be like this. Yeah. They just called everybody out. So maybe, maybe they've been taking a class the last 12 months on trolling and they're trying to see if they can get better at their indoor 90s. You got to yeah. respect them for that. They enrolled in the <laughs> so, Trump school of trolling. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the tank, uh, tanky takeaways from the meeting that they had at the Berkshire Hathaway 2021 shareholder meeting. Uh, we will get into uh, uh, a new. Uh, Disneyland obviously reopens uh, after being closed for about a year, but there's a new scene from Disneyland Snow White uh, ride that's prompting backlash. It's mm -hmm. very offensive. I think we have to address it. It's catastrophic. <laughs> we will get to it here in a minute as well. <laughs> Beijing officially tops New York City in the number of billionaires on latest Forbes list. We'll get through that as well. Facebook says decision on whether Trump ban will be overturned coming Wednesday, Wednesday. which is tomorrow. We're going to find out what they do about this. It's going to be uh, uh, very, I'm, I'm actually curious to know what position they take uh, on that. And uh, we got a bunch of other topics that we can get into. Verizon just sold AOL and Yahoo for yeah, $5 billion. Dollars. Yeah, AOL, who was a juggernaut, and Yahoo, that was a juggernaut, yeah. they sold both for $5 billion, and the name AOL is gone. Now they're just naming it Yahoo. Yahoo. Yeah. So that? AOL's yeah. gone. 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 What am I going to do with my AOL email? I mean, I can totally <laughs> see. What, AOL, what are you going to do with the AOL chat or rooms you used to go to? Uh, or you? You were like a, I might just change it to AOC email. That's the new up and coming. <laughs> is that really we'll what it's going to be? Okay, so, so prior to getting to all this stuff, let's talk to our friend here, Major Williams. Major, uh, when did you make the decision to run for the governor of the state of California? Well, I started, uh, well, first, I just want to say thank you for having me on the show. I, I truly appreciate it. Big fan. I was, I was saying earlier that you've inspired so many people and educated so many people, uh, you know, during the, you know, the course of what you've built and what you're doing. Um, I didn't want to run for governor of California. This wasn't my, on my trajectory. I'm not a kid that grew up with politicians on my wall with posters. Uh, but after I ran for mayor of Pasadena, I wanted to stay politically active. Um, and I created this, this, uh, this group, this committee called uh, the New California Governor Committee. And the pretense was to stay politically active and support the next Republican governor of California candidate. So during this process, we're, uh, we're vetting different individuals that are non-career mm -hmm. politicians. And uh, during the process of me giving my whole spiel, people would just say, Major, you should just run. I can't say it how you say it. But also they took the pretense of what I did locally in Pasadena, someone that they said that I couldn't win in Pasadena, which I didn't win, but the context is they had a bet that I would only get 100 votes. Hmm. So being in sports and competitive, I said, I'm going to get 200 votes, <laughs> right? Um, but I ended up still in the voters block, got close to 5,000 votes. Nice. And so being able to That's message mayor of Pasadena. mayor of Pasadena. Yeah, so. Nice. Having that impact locally, you know, a lot of people don't understand that politics is like any other industry. They, they scout out talent. So people just kept mm. saying, you should run for something or you should, you should do this. Who's calling you? Who's calling scouting? 
So these are names. Are they figureheads? Are they people that, you know, people would know in the political world? Well, there were some of those, but it was more so people just acknowledge what we've done locally. Got it. um, And and then in different uh, conventions that we would go to. Um, And then from there, I just, you know, made that decision. And, you know, the story that I always share with people, you know, I'm a very spiritual guy. And my grandfather passed away a few years ago by the name of L.J. Dean. And the old guy continues to talk to me, especially when I have difficult moments that I'm dealing with. And he came to me in a dream one night at 430 in the morning. He said two words. He said, step up. Mm-hmm. And I woke up. I prayed with my wife real briefly, told her what happened. When I saw, once I opened up my eyes, I literally had a vision of myself being sworn in as the 41st governor of California. And this was wow. a year ago. Let's make it happen. That's big. Yeah. That's big. So let's find out. What, Kai, uh, Kai, if you can pull up uh, Major Williams' website. So what's the story behind Major Williams. We were asking you with your name. What's the story behind Major Sick Williams? Sick name. Yeah, I, really. I, I love it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So first of all, um, I'm, I'm not in the military. It's not because of any military background. It, it really, it, it simplicity came from a coach one day kind of using me as an example in a huddle amongst other players. And they said, you know, when this guy gets in the game, he's a major impact. So as young kids, you know, being immature, every time I come to the locker room, oh, watch out, here comes Major Impact. Here comes Major Impact. And I thought it was like something kind of cool. So when I got into music, which we was talking about, and we'll talk about more, uh, I need, you know, a a rapper name, a music artist name, or a writer name. And I just chose Major Major Impact was the actual name. Um, I made it official three and a half years ago when I ran for mayor of, of Pasadena simply because no one knew me as Courtney LaPaul Williams, which is what my mother named me, which you know gave me a lot of fights early on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, um, and, that, and it's really simplistic. It, it was no long, drawn-out story when it comes to that. Courtney, by, by the way, wasn't it like a Stacey Ogman? Stacey Ogman, right? That's yeah. Plastic Stacey, Man. Yeah, yeah, Plastic Man. He played yeah. uh, UNLV. What, what's he UNLV? Yes. He was UNLV. under the coach, right? Yeah. And then he also Larry played. Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson. He went to Grandma the Hawks, Mom. I believe. Yes, the guy was left-handed, just yeah. blanky, yeah. the guy, yeah. the way what he was. What means you bring up Stacey? The saying. name, Courtney Stacey. Yeah. I think some of the names kind of go both ways. You but I got to tell you. But I, King. I gotta tell you, I like Major Williams. That's a killer name. Yeah. That's kind of like yeah. Chris Paul. One day, out of the NBA, he says changes his name to General Paul. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like that because <laughs> they call like him the general, so general Paul. Yeah. So yeah. you're not advocating he goes back to Courtney. No, we're, we're good with Major. No, no, I think uh, I think we're sticking uh, with Major. I think. Look, if my mom she wanted to name yeah. me Sasha, I swear to God, if my mom would have won that debate with my dad, I would have changed it also to Patrick Bed David. So there's no way I'm gonna be a Sasha Bed David. So I can I can respect that. But you and, do respect. Sasha Baron Cohen. He's phenomenal. He's so talented. It's ridiculous how he gets into those places. So, so let's go to the website on what you're running for, Kai. If you can find that. But meanwhile, why don't you kind of tell us some of the issues you're running for? So running on. You know, I mean, the whole pretense of why I exist is because I've, I've been in polit- political climate for the last four and a half years behind the scenes to be able to see the type of roles of candidates and also um, you know leadership. And I just believe simplicity. simplicity uh, the bigger the government, the smaller the people. And so I just ran under the pretense of what I represent. I represent freedom. I represent liberty. I uh, represent lower taxes. And also having leadership in place that wants to empower people. When is the last time you've been inspired by someone in a political mm-hmm. position mm-hmm. and motivating people and just really caring about education in the sense that I'm going to be supportive of trade school and also supportive of small businesses in our state? And um and also just making sure that you have someone that's a champion that's against mandatory uh, type of uh, leadership, especially yeah. when it comes to vaccines and bills like SB 276 and 277. And so I wanted to present myself as an alternative. And even to take it a step further, I wanted to be that barrier breaker 
right? The person that's not traditionally, so-called traditionally qualified for these particular roles. I don't come from uh, 10 different, you know, master degrees or I'm not a millionaire, billionaire type of individual. So what I'm doing is essentially planting a seed in the next generation of what politicians or political service in individuals can be moving mm -hmm. forward. And if that's what I inspire, um, that's something I will hold dear to as yeah. well. You know, it's interesting, just Pat, Pat, a California perspective here. You know, they're really, I mean, now's the time to do it. I mean, they needed yeah. 1.5 million signatures. They got 2 million, at yeah. least 2 million. That's what they're reporting. And that's during the lockdown. Right, right. You know, I'm just curious, was there a seminal moment for you? Because for a lot of people that turned on Newsom in California, it was the French Laundry Dinner, yeah. right? It, that's when it just solidified everything that he's got to go. He does not get it. Right. He's dangerous. And then his lack of opening schools was the other Big thing. Big time. So he, he is in major trouble, I think. Major. But was, Major there, was there a moment for you that where you said, I got to get in this? I got to go after this guy and get him out? Well, I think I was personally affected. You know, my wife has a small business that I help her run as well, too. And her business has never it hasn't opened back up. It's been closed since March of last year. And so I was personally affected. But also being in the political climate, I've been behind the scenes to have those conversations with family members. And one of the most touching moments, well, not really touching moment, but one moment that resonated was a parent sharing with me and her son that committed suicide. And his kid got hurt his junior year. He worked his butt off to get prepared for his senior year. So he didn't get a chance to do that. He's on Instagram watching his other kids that played his junior year still get scholarships, even though they haven't played all year. And they took a toll on him. And she shared this story, and I literally had chills. And I had tears in my um, eyes. I heard about that story. And I had tears in my eyes when she was sharing this very intimate, personal story. And so... I do not like bullies. I've never liked bullies. Even in high school, I was five, seven, skinny, soaking wet. I will always protect people around me. And I feel like Governor Gavin Newsom and his whole leadership style is bullying to the point where you're punishing business owners for having the audacity to want to take care of their families and put food on their tables and punish our kids, uh, you know, during this whole extended uh, over-politicized lockdown. And so at some point, who's going to be that champion? It always takes a certain moment, a theme, or storyline to kind of change the narrative. And if I can be a part of that, that's what my intention is. And so that was one of the things that kind of triggered me to really have this um, th this motivation to yeah. move forward on it. That, that's big. By the way, Kai, if you go out to the homepage, go to the homepage so everybody can see this. And, and do me a favor and flip the screen, go to the screen, make us smaller so the folks can see. Go all the way to the bottom. You'll see in the middle it says for, against. Uh, did you change? Okay, keep going. Go a little lower. When I'm on the side, I go to the bottom. It tells me what he's for, what he's against. So I am on majorforgovernor.com. Is that what you're on? Okay, right. Uh, where does it say he's for and he's not? It should not be at the top. It should be all the way at the top. Keep going up. Okay, there right go, there. Right. Okay. Pro-God, Family, Freedom, Life, LEOs, Firefighters, First Responders, Armed Forces, Forest Management, Legal uh, Immigration, Second Choice, Community Collaboration, Second Amendment, Innovation, Entrepreneurship. Sounds like Texas or Florida. Anti-mandatory vaccination. Uh, human trafficking, voter fraud, high taxes, overregulation, hate group, socialism, communism, online censorship, defunding police. Sounds like uh, Washington, New York, and California. <laughs> so the question for you, you lived in Texas for quite yes, some time before you moved. Yeah, I'm originally to, from Dallas, Texas. So it, there's a couple different kinds of friends that I have in California. I lived in California 24 years, right? In uh, uh, February uh, of 2015, we left and we moved 2016 we moved to texas dallas okay. and i put my headquarters in addison and we were there for five years our headquarters the insurance company i run is still headquartered in dallas i moved the media company over here we have now roughly 30 employees we're here in boca raton right so i'm one of the guys that left iran right went to germany at a refugee camp as much as i love iran it was tough to kind of stay there with the family they made a decision to leave 
we go to Germany, then we come to LA, then I join the army, I go to you know Fort Campbell, all these other places. Then I move my business to Texas, easy airport, three hours. I'm going all over the place. I can go to New York in three hours. It's easy. Florida, downside, travel, six hours, yet taxes, lifestyle, all of those things. So right. if Texas and California had a baby, it would be Florida. That's what I always say, right? But in California, there's two communities. Here's the two communities. And I'm curious to know how you're going to speak to both of these communities. The one community is those who are sitting there saying, I don't know if this thing's going to change anytime soon. Okay, if you go back and look at the last Republican was uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was right. not really a Republican. Right. He was more of a center left, somewhat right, but some issues left, some issues right. No one would consider him right. as a real Republican. Maybe the last Republican may have been an Armenian, by the way, Dukmedjian, right? Maybe there was somebody after him that was also a Republican after Dukmedjian. But what do you say to the folks who are in California who have no desire to leave. Their families are there. They grew up there. Kid, you know, they grew up there. Friends, relationships, restaurants, small businesses, churches they go to. They really don't want to leave the place. But right. if they get forced, they're willing to make the move, just like a lot of these other guys made where Intel left to Texas. You know, you got Musk left. You sure. got uh, Rogan left. You got a bunch of these... Phil Le- Mickel- Oracle, Oracle left. Yeah. Phil Mickelson left years, years ago. They trashed him. They wrote an yeah. article about him. And then the Tiger yeah. talks about it quite. He's like, listen, don't talk about you left California. Yeah. Just kind of keep it down. Well, tell Major Why about the love letter you wrote to Yeah, California. I wrote a love letter to California. But the question I got for you is both to both uh, the folks who are thinking about leaving and those who the idea is becoming more serious. Well, maybe it's not in the next three, six, 12 months. Maybe it's a two, three, four, five-year move. What would you tell them for them to reconsider wanting to leave the state of California? Well, I would tell them, you know, there's still a lot of opportunity. California is the um, it's the epitome of states. Like, it's the brand of brand of all states. Regardless of whatever we're going through right now, there's an opportunity for it to quickly turn around with the right culture and leadership in place. And so if you understand what we are representative, we're representative of in regards to what we're offering with our brand of leadership, that in itself should give you some excitement. But what I've found traveling across the state of California for the last year is that everyone is united in frustration. And I always say that everyone is united in frustration. And as you hit on earlier today, um, there's so much opportunity. People are looking for the opportunity. So if you have someone that comes in with better solutions and better ideals, there is a dynamic um, that tells people that we can change it. Um, And they're not... They're in a place right now where no one is speaking to them to kind of change it. No one is actually trying to work to solve their problems. And what makes me uniquely different is that I let them, you know, join the conversation of how we change things here in in, in the state of California. And a lot of people haven't done that. It's normally the politicians saying, I have the magic wand. I have it all figured out. I have all the answers. Trust in me. Believe in me. Whereas I say, I believe in us. So far, we've been in the stands of frustration together. Now we have to take ourselves out of the stands of frustration, get on the battlefield in our political arena or our state, put on jerseys and fight for it collectively together as players versus being spectators. And that message in itself gets people fired up and it changes the mindset of what you really think about this particular state because it can change significantly easy. If California was a business-friendly state, the dynamics drastically change because it's a domino effect. If you change the economics and the budget criteria, it affects everything else, including homelessness. And I actually took your advice in regards to my platform. I don't know if you saw me uh, posting about it in regards to eliminating the state tax, mm. right? And I bringing in and implementing a tourist tax. Yeah. That was something I directly, someone sent me the link. I was like, 
I like that, you know, and so I, I adopted that. And so that's flexible leadership that's actually trying to. It shows you're listening. It shows you're absolutely. listening to what the people are saying. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's what's resonated. And I think that conversation in itself gives them a little pause. I, I, you know why I like his angle is because it's the complete opposite. Here's a guy who left Texas to California. Right. You know, you look at the stats on the, the, the state of Texas, is California, last year, the entire population increased by 20,000 net. Mm-hmm. Only 20,000. That's a small number. When you have 40 million people. When in the you state, got 41 yeah. million people making babies, you shouldn't increase by 20,000. I think 132,000 people left last year, mm-hmm. state of California, to another place. 132,600. 132,600. That's, 132, <laughs> that's the third highest the ever. That's the third highest ever in a year yeah. to leave. It's not the highest, but it's the third highest ever. I think your approach, because think about it this way California. Florida, Texas, New York. When COVID hit, it was those four players. It's almost like Eastern Conference, Western Conference, right? You got Eastern Conference, you got, you know, the the you got the Knicks. You got the Miami Heat. You got the Knicks, Miami Heat. You got the Miami Heat. Maybe last year. Props to Butler last year. I don't think they're going to make it out of these this year. This year's going to be very tough. You got Brooklyn, you got Philly, you got Milwaukee. I see where you're going with this. I'm saying we got New York with the head coach being Cuomo. Okay. You got California with the head coach being Newsom. You got Texas, head coach being Abbott. And you got Florida, the head coach being DeSantis, right? He's the big winners right now. Can we say when it first started, it was a it was a Cuomo show. It was all yes, a Cuomo yes. show. Cuomo was on big TV time. every day, big time, right? He became yeah, a, big you, were on, you were on Team Cuomo I, slightly. I, I loved seeing him and his brother banter. That was yeah. for me. It's I, I like a good banter. I just watched those guys go at it, and I'm like, man, I I I'd love to just see how this family is doing <laughs> yeah. Thanksgiving. I appreciate <laughs> that kind of banter, right? But next thing you know. You know, this guy went from Cuomo could be the next president. He can go up against Trump. And people are like, whoa, this guy could be the next candidate as, a, as a, you know, a, what do you call it, Cuomo. Democratic yeah. president. And Newsom, oh, superstars. Look what they're doing. Responsible decisions they're making. Da, 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 da. And and Abbott and DeSantis look like they're reckless, yeah. reckless governors. So for the first six months, we were saying California is going to win the championship. New York's going to win the championship. Then when it came to playoff time, mm-hmm. they screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. So in other words, what we talked about earlier the Phoenix Suns are a season team. <laughs> Some teams are playoff teams. Maybe California yeah. and, and, and you know Florida and Texas are, uh, uh, what do you call it, playoff sure. teams. But we got a candidate yeah. like this that's presenting Texas ideas yeah. in a state like California. Imagine that. You know, Pat, and here's the other thing, too, in major. You know, you got Newsom right now, who I think is just governing to save his ass. I right. mean, basically everything he does right now right. is the opposite of what he was doing before. Right. It's to appease people, to give them a little bit of hope. I mean, L.A.'s open. There were no deaths in L.A. the last two days. Cases are so low, it's unbelievable. But yet, someone has a huge opportunity in California because right. people are ticked off. It's all we talk about. Like dinner parties, you get together on the weekend, you're talking to friends, parents, groups, at and sports. What's, what I'm hearing is, is both yeah. Democrats and Republicans Totally. And it wasn't a Republican Republican yeah. recall. Let's yeah. make sure that we preface yeah, that. Yeah, 19% are Democrats. He, he, we looked at the numbers. Yeah, 19% what, of the recalls are Democrats. Because that's what it's being billed as. Yeah, Republican right. recall. trying to spin yeah. this as this is, you know, a bunch of Trumpers, you know, QAnon, and it's the people that stormed the Capitol, which is not true. Right. Everybody's upset. I guess my question is, what's your strategy? Where's the opportunity for you? Because I think if you zeroed in on moms, mm-hmm. on parents, you know, people are really ticked off. They opened our schools for two hours. So if you've got a kid in middle school and then one in high school like we do, you're going back and forth to school twice a day. Right. It makes no sense. My daughter's on the track team at Miracosta in, in Manhattan Beach, freshman. She doesn't know she's going to have a meet on Friday because the county hasn't okayed it yet. They're waiting on a county to okay it. Here's the last one. Dash plays flag football. You know, he gets after it, you know. 
big ball, you know, playing a, a game of flag football for an hour. At the end of the game, they won't let them shake hands. You have to wave at them from across the field, even though, <laughs> even they though just you've already just played. It. Yeah, so I think moms, parents, I think uh, if you like zeroed in logic is and said you're genius. for them, yeah. I mean, this is, plus the other thing, there's going to be over 100 names potentially on this right. ballot. So they're going to get buried. If you, you want to be that name that wait, people wait, are going to see. There's going to be over 100 names on this ballot. There can be. It, it always is for the most part. Right. On a recall, there's no limit. So right. when, when Arnie won it, there were over 100 names on the ballot because you have to answer two questions. Do you want Newsom out and who do you want in, right? Yeah. So then you just got to have that name that people will find. Why don't you do us a favor and explain what the hell this recall even is? I, and, let, and before you do that, let me just kind of tee up where my mind is at because he lived in California for 20-something years. Yeah. You live in California currently. You've been there 20 years. I, I'm a Florida boy. I'm a Miami boy. I didn't really realize how divisive politics was until I really started kind of mixing it up with Cal- I'm from Florida. Right. It's as purple as the state is, as it gets. I, I know we've had some issues, especially in 2000. But I guess, simply put, what the hell is going on in California? I, I went with Pat, and he took me just to show the homeless situation that's right. going on there. Like, come on, you got to see what's going on there. Tom sends a video of his car getting blown up or his buddy's car getting blown up with <laughs> the homeless situation. Homeless guy literally on fire. We talked about in San Francisco, yeah. there's like poop maps going on, whatever wow. that story yeah. is right there. I, so from Florida, I guess here's my question. You would always hear it's like the top 10 GDP in the world, the state of California. It's Hollywood. It's Silicon Valley. Fifth largest economy. Fifth largest economy. Yeah. You could ski and surf in the same day. You know, California, like, oh, you hear all these things, and now the the brand is completely tarnished from what you would, see, I mean, depending on what you see. Right. The homeless situation, the, the people moving out of the uh, out of the state, San Francisco, Pat went down the, the list of names that are getting the hell out of there. What's happened? I mean, what, and, and part, part B to that is, why is California politics so divisive? Like, we don't have that divisiveness. Right. Here in Florida, so I'm like, hold Adam, on, you what? Got, you gave him like 17 questions. <laughs> but let him, I'm teeing him up. <laughs> Why are you testing him up with okay. these? Okay, what the hell happened to California? Let's start, let's stay Why is it recall. so divisive? <laughs> yeah. And tell us about the recall. Dude, Those are the, the guy just things. said he doesn't have 10 NBA. <laughs> he's, guys he's, making, he's making a major impact. One he can do time. three questions. Adam, don't overwhelm the man. What the hell is going on? Why is it so divisive? And explain the recall. Well, I first of all, this. so first of all, it tells you how jacked up California is. The fact yeah. that Pat has to take someone to the state to see how jacked up it is, as if it's a museum exhibit, right? Yeah. Uh, homelessness is rising through the roof. Over the last two years, it is uh, it has climbed. I think sixteen to eighteen percent. The recall has actually happened because it, it, it's there's been frustration even before the lockdowns, and that's what a lot of people are not framing in full context. Uh, there have been a lot of decisions, questionable decisions, based upon Gavin Newsom's leadership, some of the policies and legislation that he support uh, that he has supported, and he, that he has implemented. Um, and the process is basically, you know, you know, getting the the votes over the particular threshold, which they have done that even during the lockdown and being suppressed and oppressed mm-hmm. uh, time and time again. And as I said earlier, people are just united in frustration. Um, until you change the culture of leadership. In any, whether it's a company, whether it's anything, you're not going to be able to change the culture of the outcome. Doing the exact same thing over and over again, expecting different results is called what? It's called insanity. Mm-hmm. We all know that. So in order to change that, we have to have a different mindset. And that's kind of like what we're offering up. Once more, I come into every situation with full transparency, right? And the beautiful thing about what I represent and how we're going to galvanize people and also win because people are more receptive to the normal, uh, straightforward conversation. As I said earlier, I don't have a magic wand. 
I don't have every single answer. But if you look on my website, there is the Restore California Plan. The Restore California Plan is a live open document task force, meaning that you can leave a video message and add your insight, your input versus just complaining. Now you have an opportunity to be a part of us actually coming to the table to start talking about solutions. And I think once that's implemented with a different brand of leadership, we're going to see a, a, a change of the tide when it comes to California. Let, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Because the current pl- uh, playbook of being a governor or president has changed. It's changed. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Arnold did it being a celebrity. And he won, I think, $5.3 million to $3.7, $3.9 million when he went up against an opponent, his, his, opponent, his opponent in O whatever the year was, when he won. Oh, three. Uh, 03, yeah. 03. So, so the playbook is The Rock. Will you run for office? You know what I would, because I don't know if God is looking down saying he sees it, you know, big, da 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 da. You can tell that was kind of like he was prepared to give that answer. But, uh, you know, if it came down to it, I would love to be a president. So, what's Rock saying? He's hinting that he's going to run because he's following Arnold and Trump's playbook. Like, look at Trump becomes a president through Twitter. Obama, he realizes what's going on with social media, gives that 2004 speech. Right. Everybody's talking about around the world. He becomes a rock star, boom. He becomes a president, right? Your your presence online is not strong yet. You don't have a big enough presence. So how do you plan on making up for that? Because messaging, when somebody, if I close my eyes and I just listen to what you're saying, I'm like, amazing, phenomenal, fantastic, great, I agree. I like it. I love it. Your biggest enemy will be raising money. Who who was the other one that's running for governor in the state of California? Cox is it that had nineteen million dollars or something? Uh, the last time he ran, yep. The last yep. time, and he, he already put up a million dollar of a million dollars of yeah, his own so, money. So you're gonna have a money issue. You're gonna have a social media. Not not saying you. That's why I'm trying to say what you're gonna right. say. Money issue. Social media issue. A big name endorsing you issue to bring you out as a star because, you know, a lot of times someone needs to come out and say, this guy's a star. Let's get behind him. Right. Whether right. you can't have Trump do that to you, because if you do, you're not going to win the Absolutely. state of California. You, so it's Absolutely. not Trump saying you're a big star. It cannot be Romney. We saw what happened to Romney yesterday. He's booed in Utah. off the stage. He's booed yeah. off the stage. Mm-hmm. If you have Tim Scott, you know, if you have a, you know, Thomas Sowell, you know, is a he can't even, he's not even going out nowadays. Who, what is going to be your strategy to go through those three, you know, hurdles you're going to be facing by uh, in, in order to become a governor? So I don't necessarily look at it as a hurdle. I look at it as an amazing opportunity because you have to look at the full context. No, my social media isn't as huge as some of the people that you may be speaking of. But the thing about it, look at how fast it's risen. This my social media has only been in existence for 317 days. And we really at, you know, a million followers, but we're being shadow banned and suppressed. But I also believe that the representation of the message and what I represent when I go out and speak with the farmers, when I go out and speak in the projects, when I go out and speak with the soccer moms, resonates differently than anyone else when it comes to messaging. And I think that's what a lot of people are missing. And I tell people, I feel like our campaign is a hit record, uh, but it just isn't fully funded yet. You got to understand, I am the first candidate to register to run for governor with the pretense of it being in 2022. So I've been in this game long enough uh, Mm -hmm. to understand pace and also when to peak. So when people are professing that I'm not going to raise enough money, this is what I do. My background is in marketing. My thing, my superpower is making that presentation, whether it was your product, your service, or whatever, to get the yes to check off when church is an amen. This is what I do, right? And so I understand the dynamics of patience, and I like being in the position right. of so-called underdog sure. or he's not. No, it's patience, and I just have to peak at the right time. Even if it's 100 candidates, it doesn't matter. 
if I peek at the right moment, because I do have those like abilities, if you, if you close your eyes and I stand for a lot of things that you appreciate, if I peek at the right moment, at the right time, I have a lot of dynamics that can win votes from all sides, which yeah. is why we have so many yeah. volunteers that are Democrats, independents, libertarians, etc., because we have such a broad yeah. uh, understanding of how mm -hmm. to connect with people. That's the first thing I noticed on your website was 2022. So yeah. regardless what happens this fall, you in it next fall, too, on yes, 2022? Sir. Okay. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I think a long term. I think a long term. You know, you're a, a you're a star. Long term. I think it's going to eventually happen. My my challenge is, guys want you today. Guys want a person that you stand for these things today, not yeah. eight years from now. Or, yeah. You know, Cal, God knows California needs somebody with those belief systems today. By right. the way, if you're if you're following the podcast and you're enjoying what we're talking about, smash that thumbs up button. Uh, uh, if you're glad that we have a, a Major Williams on. And hit the subscribe button as well while you're on there. By the way, I put Major Williams' Instagram profile in the chat box. If you haven't followed him, go give him a follow. I just put the link right there. Literally click on it. Go give him a follow. Maybe even DM, DM, him, DM him a uh, message. But going back to that, going back to, you know, you running for, uh, you know, governor. So let's just say we have 100 candidates, right? Has anybody yet started trashing you and, you know, spreading rumors? Has that happened yet? Has it happened where they're writing negative articles against yeah. you? Have you already experienced a little bit of that? Because yeah. that's actually a very good thing if you have. Yeah. So mm -hmm. even when I ran for mayor of Pasadena, God created uh, a, a, a Instagram page specifically for me. Uh, okay, it's, good. It's that's called, very good. It's called Protect Pasadena. And it it's all stuff of me and trashing me. Hmm. So, of course, um, uh, two weeks ago, I spoke at the San Diego GOP. Uh, the four, Out of all the candidates, they only invited four candidates. It was me. It was Doug Ossie. It was Kevin Faulkner. It was John Cox. So that, that that just rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, the fact that they still invited me. and Why they, did it rub people the wrong way that you got invited? Because the audacity of some of these people feel like they're, they're more credible. They've been in this a long time, right? Got and the it. fact that they invited Major Williams and, you know, all these people like this guy, like, why do they like him? So after that, uh, I, I spoke first. I obliterated everyone. Um, we did a random raffle and I spoke my truth. It's, it's, it's live on social media. And I closed by saying California isn't missing the richest or smartest leader. Uh, California is missing a leader and also a candidate with relatability. Boom. Mic drop. Mm -hmm. And love, after that, the day, the, that. the next day, attacks galore. Sure. So there's a, there's a hundred people running for this runoff. W would you just kind well, of no, back no, up no, and no, explain? No, 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 in not. 2003, there okay, were. gotcha. Right but now it's like 19. No okay, and Caitlyn Jenner is yeah. one of them. Yeah. So she? Are we going with she? Did you she not get she. invited uh, to the stage? She she's got name presence. Yeah, hadn't had announced yet. Okay, yeah. gotcha. That was no announcement. Is yet. that someone who you're looking at as a legitimate competitor? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not looking at anyone as a competitor. I say personally, I would vote for an electrician before I vote for any of the people that are there now because at least an electrician deals in completion. All these individuals. By, by the I way, can you say that one more time, folks? I, if you were doing anything else, I heard you say that yeah. at one of your rallies, you were up there on stage talking about it. P please listen to what he just said. Can you repeat that sure. one more time? So the person that I would vote for or I would wish was running was someone that has like the pedigree of an electrician because at least an electrician. They deal in completion. And what I mean by that is your habits and your mindset. When you go into an office or a house Powerful. or whatever, um, they have to complete that job to yeah. get the yes to, uh, or, or the approval, right? So that's a process. Politicians don't deal in completion. They deal in pushing paper and pushing, pushing the, the narrative on someone yep. else. When that's did you a, come a, up with that? How did you, that even Well, I'm an entrepreneur and small business owner, so me and my wife have to figure out creatively how to keep the lights on every single month. So we're always ambitiously working towards completion. We have to have completion to take care of our three boys. 
politicians, these guys are career scholars or academia, yep. right? And yep. they just they don't know they don't have they don't have any imagination yeah. on how to solve the so-called complex yeah. issues and problems that that they continue to talk about. I have a I have a marketing strategy for you that I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you here publicly. But uh, a guy here is asking a question. Ryu Carito just gave ten bucks, saying, "What's your plan to lower taxes? I make twenty dollars and fifty cents an hour, and I seem barely." to scrape by. When I get overtime or make extra in two-week pay, I've been taxed as much as $700 for that. How do you plan on lowering taxes in the state of California? One of the ways, so we can't even address taxes until you have leadership in place that wants, that understands how to create new revenue. New revenue actually allows you to go to the table to talk about reducing taxes. And so for me, it's about uh, making California business friendly, reducing regulations, and also giving incentives to bring businesses mm -hmm. back, also to support the small businesses as well. Once you do that, then you can actually sit at the table with the legislators to talk about reducing taxes. The reason why I you know, use that first is because the first thing legislators are going to tell you is that we can't reduce taxes because it's for this or because it's for this. But if you have leadership that knows how to create a dollar, that knows how to create new revenue, that kind of like counsels that out, right? Yeah. And so it has to be layers. It is chess, it's not checkers. You have to have pace and, and strategy when it comes to that. You're but gonna that make, is intent. You're gonna make a lot of media people uncomfortable because they're not gonna know what to do with you. I mean, the LA Times, the San Francisco Chronicle, yeah. you know, the big media outlets. That's what's great about it. Yeah, because- Well, well they know what to do with me, they're gonna trash me. Well, yeah, but you know what? <laughs> that just shows how hypocritical they are because they're all for inclusion and everything else until right. it's a Republican or somebody What did they call Tim Scott? They called him Uncle Tom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or to Uncle Tim, Token Uncle Tim, or Uncle something Tim, like that. Yeah. So it's interesting. You know, have why you why would you any... say they wouldn't know what to do with him? Be because he makes a lot of sense. Number yeah. one, and he's African American. You know, yeah. and and it should be you know somebody that they should be getting behind and supporting, especially with all the common sense ideas. <laughs> Are that you saying have. just because he's a Republican, they would yeah. not have any? Well, part pretty of much. Yeah. Republican, mm -hmm. African American. Yeah. Those okay. two, you know, uh, go together. By the way, what, what, what do you think about when you think about Martin Luther King? Um, for me, he was, he was inspirational. I love the fact that he was complex. I love the fact that he wasn't perfect, but I also know that his words resonated with uh, many people during that time and period, and it resonates even to this day for a lot of people. Um, it's, now, that's a poster that I had on my wall growing up as well, too. But I also, um, you know, show resentment for... Uh, history, because you know those are the only brands that I knew growing up. When now, as a mature adult, I find that there are so many other individuals that are out there as well. Such as, uh, well, I mean, even in my high school and elementary, we never even heard of like Frederick Douglass, and that's crazy because that's like you know even now, like we, we, we know of that, right? And so um, his writing, he what's the one book he wrote? The uh, uh, he he he's the complete opposite of victimhood mentality. Mm -hmm. That's what he writes about. Uh -huh. Whatever is the opposite of victimhood mentality, he says responsibility. You can make a change. You can make something happen for yourself. Accountability. Accountability is a, is a big thing. Yeah. And that, you were telling me about that when we spoke in yeah. my studio over there yeah. about how you had to look in the mirror and he said I wasn't reading. Yeah. And you had to take accountability and say, all right, I need to step my game up. Tell us about that. Well, I hit a point in my life where I, I was 12 years ago. I was in a club in Hollywood and everybody was having fun and the lights were strobing and people popping Thanks bottles for the or whatever. Bro, I would have right? met you there, man. What's up? <laughs> and literally, you know, it was one of those moments where um, everything was moving in slow motion. Mm -hmm. Like, why is everything moving in slow motion, right? Everything is moving in slow motion. So I started reflecting and I remember something. I said, I just paid $20 to park. And I'm in the club right now and I have no money to even buy a drink. <laughs> and, you know, my wife is at home and like, what am I? I'm a grown, you know, 30 some year old guy. Why am I in the club right now? What is my life worth? Like, what what is my legacy mm -hmm. going to be? Which is why I say today the two one of the, the, the two top things that are most important to me right now is 
what are my three sons and my wife are going to say about me when it's all said and done at my eulogy? And the other component is what what is the legacy and the value that I added, you know, while I was here. Mm-hmm. And so from that particular day, I, that that night, I went home and cried on my, my wife's shoulder and said, I've been a failure. My wife slapped me and said, no, you're not. Get it together. Wow. Uh, we moved out of Hollywood area. We moved to Pasadena, California. I spent two years in the Pasadena Public Library re-educating, reprogramming myself by myself. Came out, created a social media company, had 200 small businesses I was doing the social media for, paying me $1,000 a month for six-month agreements, and everything else is the dynamics changed from there. Love that. Mm-hmm. Let, let's go back on what we were talking about. Yep. So so Frederick Douglass, big inspiration. Who else? What other names? So, uh, uh, I got really into uh, Les Brown. Okay. Uh, Les Brown is legendary. No question in, in about In regards it. to his mindset, yep. the way he thinks. But more importantly, and this is why I resonate, it's through the story, right? It's not necessarily just like the bullet points of his share. It's actually the story that walks you through his mm-hmm. life that makes that personal connection with you. You know, the fact that my ability to walk in a project and speak with the kid with his pants sagging with braids and also speak to the soccer moms, but also speak with the millionaire and billionaires because why? I've, I've existed in all those spaces mm-hmm. successfully, but I'll have real experiences in those spaces. So people like that are very inspiring How to me. How about Thomas Sowell? I love Thomas Sowell. Thomas Sowell. I, I love him. I've been into him for the last four and a half years. And uh, it's just a different, it's just refreshing, right? He's one of a kind. It, it's refreshing to see someone think at a higher plane yeah. like that and just kind of like pushes you to be your better self. So, so Martin Luther King, he, he was a registered Republican, right? Who would have MLK been today? So bring him to today. Who would he have been? So imagine all the protesting, all the writing that's going on, the looting, the business, mm-hmm. all the stuff that happened in 2020. Who, who would he have been out there campaigning today? That's a good question. Um, I, I believe... Would he have been supportive of the BLM movement? No. He wouldn't have been supportive of the I BLM I don't think movement. so. He would have been supportive I, I, of Black Lives yeah, Matter yeah, yeah, as a name, as a, fr- yeah. uh, as a you know, but Philosophy. not what... Not the organization in their mission statement. He he wouldn't be for that. Are um, you? I'm I'm for black community. I'm for all lives okay. matter. You know. So uh, break down the difference as yeah. being a, a black man who's you, got, you said seen all sides of the track and yeah. you can speak to anyone. What is BLM? What is the black community? Give us as a father, you know, everything. Package well, it all up. Well, the black community is very simplistic. It's just the black culture. It's, it's the black community. When you, you know, the black, uh, the BLM is kind of, it's an organization. So it's a separate entity that you mm-hmm. can actually join to be a part of and that mm-hmm. you bought into based upon their ideology, the process and things that they produce or don't produce. Uh, of course, we're finding out there's a lot of things that they don't produce in regards to the money that they've raised because they haven't put back into the black community and the culture. Um, but for me, I can't stand beside someone or organization or group that has that mindset or the structure with their uh, with their mission statement. And I think it's um, I think it's a very divisive tool. When you see, because I know you played some ball, I used to play a little ball. So did uh, Mr. Zen over here. We got the Middle Eastern Dennis Rodman and PBD over here. (laughs) Great Um, great elbows. Great elbows. Watch out for those elbows. But when you see, um, is it Greg? Yes. yes. Okay. He, you know, he he was in the in in the point that I'm getting as an NBA. They took a very clear cut line stance on BLM, social justice. Their ratings kind of tanked. Yeah. I mean, my Heat were in the finals, so I was good with that all. But Lakers, the one that won the finals, LA. So. Sum that all up. How I mean, are you a LeBron guy? Are you not a LeBron guy? Are you part of the social justice? How do you, how do you deal with all that? There's different perspectives on all that. Where my perspective is, I'm going to exist in my own particular free will in my own space. I believe uh, I, I love LeBron's skill set. 
I love his personal agenda on how he's orchestrated his family and also his friends that he's put around him. He has a great blueprint for other people to follow. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just not aligned with his political beliefs and some of the things that he's done and how he has used his platform. I've actually reached out to him via Instagram because I would love to have a different conversation with him. When you're at that height in that particular level, you have certain people around you. And I was a Democrat by default, right? And it took for someone to kind of like enlighten me on when policies. When did that happen to you? Four and a half years ago. Who was that that sat down a you. gentleman by the name of Cole Harris. He ran for lieutenant governor of California. Mm -hmm. That was my entry into politics. What was the sell? What, what was the? What did he say to you that you flipped? So we're in his backyard uh, at a birthday party at his house, and he leaned over to me and said, "I'm I'm going to be running for lieutenant governor." The first thing I said, "What is that?" I didn't even know what lieutenant. That's governor four and a half was. years ago. Yeah, four Love and a half that. years ago, yeah. pre-Trump. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, right around the same time. So is it fair to say you were an Obama guy at least until that point? Oh, absolutely. Okay, uh, but yeah. from the just by default, wasn't yeah. because I can remember any kind of great policies because they don't exist, right? Um, and then we started, <laughs> then we started like, going like that line right there, <laughs> boom, then, boom. Then we started going down the rabbit hole of, of of policy and what I was able to identify as a free thinker as it was the policies that was beneficial and also detrimental. But then I was able to apply that to how I grew up. So my mother used to tell me that the government loved us, but what she really meant was Democrat loved us. The Democrats loved us simply because of the welfare check she was sure. getting. Right. So as a kid, and your mother is telling you this, they're protecting us. So I feel that they're, they're for us, but there is a ceiling, right? People, you know, you don't understand that at that particular point. Conservatism for me, and, and, and my guy, Cole Harris, I'm speaking about, it was explained simplistically, simplistically like Republicans and conservatives. We rather show you how I made that hundred dollars versus give you that one hundred dollars because that empowers you. Yeah. You know, I love what you said about LeBron because I think that would be a great strategy for you because whether you like LeBron's politics or not, and he's very polarizing and he's right. really, really gone really far lately. But he's brilliant. He's smart. I mean, he you is. can't argue with that. And and I don't think he'd have a lot of arguments against you. And I think if you could have a reasonable conversation, that's what you started but, the show. But my the thing is, shop. if Black Get Lives do matter, LeBron, yeah. you should at least talk to me. I'm making history. But you have so much credibility to have that conversation with him, and hopefully he'd be allow himself to listen. Yeah. Because you would not have a bigger megaphone. And if you don't go, go to Maverick Carter. You yeah. know, he's an entrepreneur or just Rich like Paul. you. Yeah. Go yeah. go to those guys and stay at him because that would be a great. Have conversation. you heard back from their camp at all? Not yet, but I do need to reach out to the additional uh, individuals like Maverick and also Rich Paul as well yeah. too. Because I, like I say, I love their story. I like the fact that he in, empowered them and made them get educated to come on board to help him run his organization and whatnot. And mm -hmm. if they're actually interested in making an impact and making a change they should sit down and have a conversation with you right because what we've seen is if you don't speak you like you know to use a, a international relations you don't make peace with your friends you make peace with your enemies and I'm not saying that you guys are enemies yeah. but finding some common ground especially you running as uh, for governor it, it would be it would be very yeah. advantageous Ma for you guys. Major, to tell LeBron you need to get into the barbershop. I mean, really, <laughs> yeah. that show was created. That was created for <laughs> debate. I mean, if he had guts, yeah. he'd invite you right into that right. show. And, yeah. and I would go. I, I would actually. And Maverick seems like the kind of guy that would bring you. Likelihood over. of that happening. Likelihood of I, that I'm happening. I'm going to hold out hope. I'm going to say 30%. Yeah. Likelihood of that happening. Give me a percentage. Likelihood of LeBron actually putting him at the ball. Because LeBron likes to be challenged. So let's yeah. see if he's going to respond to it. LeBron does Likely, likely, <laughs> likelihood. Of this happening and him reaching out, because by the way, there was another LAPD officer that reached out to LeBron as well to have a private one-on-one. Yeah, hmm. big guy. I don't know what is. I don't know if you saw that or not. This was last week. Likelihood of LeBron. I'm an Maverick optimist. Or, I, I really like Major's 
message. I, I think he could relate to LeBron. Well, I'm he, going 51%. He, he, he should because we come from very similar backgrounds, mm -hmm. right? Uh, single parent household, grew up in poverty. You know, You're um, both entrepreneurs. Both both entrepreneurs. Yeah. Both were willing to uh, sacrifice ourselves and, and, and work hard and, and, and just really want to do well. He created a school. That was mm -hmm. a great thing. I have my nonprofit, Major Kicks for Kids. We give away over 1,000 pairs of shoes every single year, 2,000 haircuts, put on empowerment events for the, for the next generation. Why, why do you think that someone like LeBron or someone as outspoken as any of these NBA leaders as an has not come over to your way of thinking. As an example, you said, I mean, the, the facts Can support. Can you tell me the first time ever LeBron sat with an opposing argument? Like, when have you ever seen LeBron sit with an opposing argument? Yeah, when he sat with uh, the guy about uh, coming down to South Beach. I'm taking my talents to South that's Beach. Not, that's not opposing, though. <laughs> well, but, it got a lot of backlash. No, but what I'm it's trying it's to tell you, but, but I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is, when yeah. is the last time he sat with someone Jim that... Nance. That opposes is what was it? The fact that I'm taking my talents to South Beach? That's not opposing. Well, I got a lot of backlash. What I, it's not yeah. bad. There's backlash because you, of yes. a decision. But yes. what I'm asking you is when is the last time Conversationally. that he sat down with somebody that opposes on, ca on camera? Probably with, not a lot, but I assume behind closed with, doors he'll have he only certain sits meetings. with oh. yes people yeah, that totally. say, yes, I agree with you. I don't you. know. I don't know if that's fair Listen, to say. Here's what I'm excited about. You know what I'm excited about? Here's what I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm, LeBron I'm, sees this clip. I'm, ho I'm hoping I'm <laughs> yeah. wrong. I'm hoping I'm wrong. And he says, screw you, Pat. Me, Maverick, and Rich will sit with him. I hope he says, you have no clue what the hell you're talking about, what I do behind closed doors. Phenomenal. I'll go mm -hmm. out there and say I was wrong. Yeah. Great. But I'm telling you right now, the chances of that happening is less than 5%. Yeah. On the media. But behind closed doors. Less I, than 5% of even, him even meeting with Major Williams behind closed doors. Bet me right now. Major Williams you is in there. You wouldn't even do it. You He's in there. I'm a teenager, bucks. baby. You're going to put a thousand. This no, is, no. By the way, this is not about him. I know it's about LeBron. Obviously, he wants to do with him. No, it has nothing to do with him. But back to my original question. Why is LeBron a Democrat? Why is he so outspoken, anti-Trump? Are you on Team Trump? That's a part yeah. B question. And why are a lot of the NBA guys Democrats? Explain that. And why are 80, 90% of African-Americans Democrats? Well, the thing about it is, as I said earlier in my conversation, it's really by default, right? Mm -hmm. If you're cultivated under the mindset that they are for you at a very early age, you take that mm -hmm. into your, your teenage years, your early adult years, and, and your later years, if you're not informed correctly, as Pat was saying, if you're surrounded by yes men, and and, mm -hmm. and and people who just agree You're with you. You're saying that black people in general or more the LeBron? The, no, the black culture okay. is, is strongly indebted to, uh, you know, the Democrat policy. And you're I, saying that it, that it's, um, what was the word you used? Indebted? Or what was the other word you said? That it's by default? By default. Okay. By hey, default. I, I've got another strategy for you. Pat, what do you think of this? He needs to get on Bill Maher's show. You'd be perfect on Bill Maher's show. Who's your publicist, by the way? Uh, Ryan McCormick in New York. Okay, Mar right. would have you. I mean, he he takes the, yeah. you know different opinions and different voices. I, I, that would be a great. Platform. I would love Wait, to. You know, you know whose playbook. You know, you know who did a great job in the last presidential campaign that went from nobody knowing him the day before to all of a sudden being a big name. You know who? The mayor of Notre Dame, or, Andrew uh, Yang. Something? Oh yeah. Andrew yeah. Well, now Yang. he's running for mayor, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Andrew Yang. But by the way, Pete Buttigieg. You, yeah. you, you yeah. got to see these two playbooks. So today yeah. it's possible. And, and I have. Uh -huh. If you have an argument to yeah. do that, so for you. So I think that's the playbook. But here's 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 one thing I was going to say. Like, you know, the whole thing is having a campaign that sticks, right? If, if I tell you Herman Cain, you know, obviously he's not here with us anymore, you know, uh, but Herman Cain's campaign was what? Nah, 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 you know? Yeah. 
you know, if you if God only wants 10 percent, you can give, you know, the government 9 percent, right? 9 percent federal, 9 percent. Remember the whole thing he did with 9 I don't know if you remember that. I remember Herman yeah, Cain, he Godfather Pizza. I don't remember the 9 9 Yes, that was his gimmick. All the time. Okay. And it stuck with people, right? Right. If you go to great campaigns of what they talked about that stuck, you have to have a campaign that sticks, a slogan that sticks, right? To me, it would be the song by James Brown, Try Me. You know the song, try, try me, try me, <laughs> try me. Right? Okay. I thought you were going with Papa's Got before, a Brand New Bag or something. Before you leave California. Mm -hmm. My campaign would be try me before you leave California. Try me before you leave California. Love try it. me before you leave California. Here's why. I would focus on the people that are thinking about leaving California because those will be the true believers, not the other guys that are not going to move. Get to the person that's sitting there. I talked to my buddy, basketball player. You know who I'm talking about. You met him. We went to Rafi's place. Steve. Up. Steve. Baller. Steve will leave in a heartbeat. You know why he can't leave? You got business, mom, yeah. dad, cousin, brother, sister, business, relatives. He's supporting so many people. It's a tough, it's a tough move to leave, right? But I will tell you, a lot of these guys are actually thinking about, they're considering the potential of moving. But if somebody says, look, before you move, try me. I'm telling you, before you move California, try me. There, how many people right now in California out of 41? Let's actually, let's actually quantify this number. Let's actually quantify this number. California's got 41 million people. What percentage of 41 is under 18? Let's pick 20%, right? Let's say out of the 41 under 18 is what? 8 million, okay. Let's say out of the 41 in California, what percentage is over 65 that's not gonna move anywhere? Let's say another 15%, so that's 35%, you got what? You got 25 million people left. Out of the 25 million people left, what percentage are Democrats that will never leave California? Mm. Okay, let's say 50%, which is what? 20, 20 half. So we're left with 20 million. Out of that I'd 20, say more than 50% let's for say, the Democrats. Let's say we have, we have 10 million left. Okay. Out of that 10 million that's left in the state of California, yes, how many of them do you think have had the conversation, not that they're gonna move, have had a serious conversation at the kitchen table saying, babe, what about Nevada? What about Texas? What about Florida? What about, you've had the conversation, you just mm -hmm. haven't left. Many have had the conversation, but they just haven't left. But they're on the tipping point. How many people you think have had the conversation, tipping point, but they just can't make the move, mm. but they've had the conversation about leaving A lot, and you yeah. probably- Give me a number. Yeah. 12 million? More, maybe? I don't know if it's 12 okay. million. Six what do you think? Million? I mean, you all would I know, know is you need four million votes to win. That's all you need. I, I would say a, a good, at least four million people. So, so that's four, four million people. So you're saying 10% of Californians are considering leaving. Yeah. Is that the number? By the way, yeah. those are true believers. Believers in what? Meaning they don't want to leave. Yeah. yeah. You right. can keep them, but if you have, if you can, if you can fight for me to say, dude, I love California. I don't want to leave, but I want somebody that's going to be able to make some changes before mm -hmm. I leave because we're seriously having a conversation. If I market myself and I target it to a specific audience, yeah. that audience, audience that's a true believer, they will convert. Just like the recall. The recall, how many recall conversations do you think happen at a kitchen table? Just at like the lieutenant, right. just like the <laughs> lieutenant governor had the conversation with him saying, hey, four and a half years ago, here, you know, Republicans teach you how to make a hundred bucks. Democrats say, here's a hundred bucks, right? The difference right. on how that principle stuck with them with coal, right? right? If, if the people are having a conversation right now saying, dude, before you leave, Try Major Williams, and I, I, th I actually think that's absolutely amazing. For one, for like eleven months, I worked for Directv back in 2010, right? And one of the taglines on the sales on the phones, and I was really good at it. Uh, we would say this line: um, "So this is good for you because <laughs> it's very simple." But when you say that and gesture it in that way, it always, percentage-wise, got people to think and pause. 
and it felt like I was adding value. You know, this is good for you because, and I use that in my mayoral run as well. I will always say that, and this is good for you because, and then I will identify the issue, mm. the problem, the cause, or the fix, yeah. right? So the fact that now I'm positioning myself like, try me. Yeah. And I know psychologically, morale, the morale is low. And so for someone to present themselves as, as try me, and, and it's it. actually me yeah. in an image of what I represent as to it, <laughs> yeah. you know, and let's take it full circle in regards to what we represent. Like, I'm not a career politician. I came out here with different ambitions and I've tried different things, right? That's what a lot of Americans have done. That's what a lot of Californians have done, especially in the Hollywood area, right? We want to be moguls or multifaceted, right? Uh, I've been with my wife since the third day I moved here, right? She was one of the main reasons why I stayed in California. And we've been together 21 years. You know, I have a black wife. You know, that's a lot. A lot of conservatives don't have that as well. And it's not to put anyone on blast. But when you're talking about leadership and that's relatable uh, broadly, that that factors in as well. I'm a marketing guy. So I understand I those yeah, dynamics. Yeah, yeah. I, right? I think you're very marketable. Yeah, yeah. I well, think you're very marketable. You got one quality going yeah. for you. That's you're likable. I mean, people, people can't walk away. They might not just they might not agree, but they're not going to dislike you. And that's right. a, that's a huge win, because mm -hmm. if you multiply that by every room you get into or every interview you can do, man, you can you can turn. People. Well, that's what's happening. So the 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 uh, the smear campaign that's happening right now is that they have nothing, but they're using everything from my past all the way to now to try to have ammunition to make people not like me. So they're sharing stuff. My Tumblr account, they're sharing like stuff from like all old That's stuff great. when I did yeah. music and all this stuff. So like, like, how is he going to be governor if he's making music and raunchy videos and stuff like that? But that, they don't understand that they're Adam's giving me free promotion. Yeah. Yeah. They give me I, free I, promotion. You got my vote once I saw those videos. <laughs> Done. That's my guy. I have a question for you. Um, and I'll limit the two-part questions if I can. <laughs> Everybody well, take a break. Everyone take a break now. <laughs> Bathroom break. The um, opening for the major yeah. campaign is Sir Mix a lot is everything. Filibuster <laughs> begins now. Everything with politics is future-based. Where can dun, you dun, see dun, yourself dun, down dun, the road? Dun, dun. Where can you see yourself <clears throat> down the road? Right. A lot of the things that you'll be running on are the the schools are on lockdown. You know the states on lockdown, but that likely won't be there in the next few months. Absolutely, I don't know if you've heard, that's a good point. But Absolutely, COVID won't be yeah. there. So. Yeah. So that's my point. Is exactly it's like, all right, great. We're like, clearly, Gavin Newsom screwed up. Mm -hmm. I mean, he. I think he had a win, like a landslide election, and sixty percent of the vote. Crazy numbers, it's and historic. now he's, you know, obviously getting recalled. So, future-based cause. How do you win? And then, how does a Republican actually win California? I think that's the biggest question here. It's not about you. You clearly have great ideas. It's how does a Republican actually win in California? So, uh, so it really comes down to your skill set as a candidate. Uh, Republicans have had weak candidates in the past that hasn't been able to have that relatability. Uh, that's a different dynamic for us. Uh, you win by creating a, a movement, have great messaging. And some of the things that we're looking at even beyond that is just identifying what was the issue even before the lockdown, which is homelessness and also us being un uh, business friendly. The trucking industry loved mm -hmm. me. Uh, they're getting pushed out as well. Um, and just solving those particular issues. If you look at the dynamics of what we're presenting in the Restore California plan, mm -hmm. it resonates beyond the lockdown. So we're not just specifically running the campaign based upon showing the negativity that came from the lockdown. We also uh, putting a magnifying glass on the things that were happening before mm -hmm. uh, COVID actually happened. Well, you got to well. admit, Major, and, and I'm a victim of someone who thinks emotionally rather than logically. That's something that Pat has taught me. Like, chill out, bro. Chill out, bro. Let's let yeah. So, you know, policies over perception. You got to admit, man. I mean, two thirds of Californians lean left. Yeah? No? No, it, it's true. And the thing two -thirds about. Two thirds so, are so the, more 
liberal. So how, how you win Trump is doesn't have how, how you win is what I said last time. You have to, and it's kind of like something I took from Les Brown. Mm -hmm. My story, having relatability, right? They cannot like Republicans or yeah. Trump, which I support it, still do down. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's about the story. And I only need a percentage of people. That's why when he said like 100 people can run, I really don't care because I understand how to run a successful campaign, peak at the right moment. Mm -hmm. And I know that what I bring brand-wise and messaging-wise is different from everybody on the playing field. I just need the right amount of exposure to put in the work to get out there and get in front of the people. I, I got a question. Ryu, I got Ryu, then I'll ask you a question, then we'll go into our topic. So Ryu, uh, Kirito, Ryu, not Ken, but Ryu asked the question, what is your plan on dealing with a homelessness problem? I live in Corona, California. I will not step one foot in L.A., and the problem is spreading. So uh, we have an amazing idea when it comes to homelessness. We do not look at homelessness like a business. What's happening right now in California, the governor looks at homelessness like a business. Anytime you look at homelessness like a business, there's more incentive to actually keep it going and perpetuating the exact same cycle. Until we have leadership that knows how to look at homelessness like a service with accountability, with the, with the accountability aspects, accountability aspects of it, then it would change. So there are three pillars that we're going to focus on. One is mental health hospitals being re-implemented back into society in California. The third one is accountable drug and rehab facilities. And the first two that I just mentioned do not work at all unless you have the third component, which is wraparound services. I worked in the group home facilities and nonprofits for five years from 2000. Um, three to 2007. So I understand what wraparound services were. What is wraparound services? Wraparound services then at that particular time, which our co-author uh, was working with kids that were 17, 18 years old to get them acclimated into adulthood, right? Mm -hmm. So with California, you have to, it's one thing to say, get mentally stable, right? Or get off those drugs, but then what? Mm -hmm. So wraparound mm -hmm. services is a customized tool that we use to put towards each individual to get them the services that they actually need. So only then will we be able to get people reacclimated back into society. And it's going to take time. But if you don't have a foundation that's kind of like rooted in that, we will yeah. never get to that place where we put it. You know, there's one it. there's one dynamic on the homeless thing to think about in L.A. Now, they tried to clean it up for the Oscars a little bit. Right. Yeah. They probably tried to put a fresh coat of paint on it. We got the Super Bowl coming up next year. We got the World Cup two years after that. And then we've mm. got the Olympics. There is no that's way that they're going to want to paint wow. this picture mm -hmm. of this homeless problem, which is so out of control now. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's tent city and, everywhere. And, and with that comes crime. I mean, the amount of crime. People do not feel safe walking the streets of Beverly Hills. I've got friends, business owners won't wear a fancy watch because they, they know that they'll get it taken from them. I, I just heard about this woman, 65 years old, in Beverly Hills, right on Beverly Boulevard, coming out of a restaurant, not even armed. Guy told her, I want your watch. Take it off. She refused. She's like 5'2". Fought the dude, got knocked down, broke her shoulder and her elbow. Oh I mean, it's just I heard rampant. about that. They, they got to start addressing it because it is so, so out of control. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And, and it's going to continue that way if we don't change the dynamics yeah. of how we approach it. Uh, we're looking at Echo Park. I don't know if you went by yeah. Echo Park. They cleaned it up finally. Yeah. 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 Right? It, 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 was it, was it was a homeless camp. <laughs> it was a homeless camp, man. That's what it was. And then they just cleaned it up, right? Well, you yeah. said you used to work out in yeah. Venice Beach every Sunday. Yeah, Venice Beach. But Echo Park, Echo Park is not the uh, Echo Park 30 years ago. We used to, there was a league we were part of called the New Century City Basketball Association. We play in Echo Park all the time. It was. Gangsters sure. everywhere was yeah. not the best place. I right. mean, we're talking. About, we, I was part of the league with Blood, Blood <laughs> Mara Sabatrucha. We had Crib. We had Black Diamonds. We had uh, uh, we had everybody that was there together. It was terrible, 
terrible wow. Echo Park. Yeah, but we're talking like 30 years ago. I was 14 years old, 28 years Are the ago. Bloods and Crips thing still a thing in L.A.? Yeah, it's still a thing. It's still okay. a thing, but it's, it's just not highlighted in, in regards to how it used to be. Hmm. No, no, it used to be a thing. It's not what it used to be. It's more diplomatic today than what it was before. Yeah. 40 years ago, like Colors, when that came yeah. out, like that's when it was... Peaking. Well, did you ever see the meme that, that's going around? Like some guy had a, uh, everyone's wearing face masks these days, had a blue handkerchief. A lady had a red handkerchief. They're like, it's going down, bro, <laughs> in the supermarket. Okay, but let's okay. go. No fighting. Let's go into some issues. Let's go into some yes. topics and issues we got here. Uh, okay, so if you're liking a podcast so far, smash that thumbs up button. We're at 2681. Uh-oh. Major Williams, I asked him, what are you going to do if we crack 3,500? He says, well, I don't know. We're going to have to have a shot at tequila. So <laughs> Adam would like for us to get to 4,000. Yeah. I said, let's stay at 3,499. <laughs> I got a conference call today. I'm a today, team player. But we'll see what's going to happen. Tom hasn't, yeah, have you ever had tequila at 10 o'clock in the morning? No, I don't think I have. Well, like, I don't think I've ever had tequila at 10 o'clock in the morning, but I've had it at 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> from the previous day. From the previous day. Yes, from the well, previous let's day. let our uh, viewers know there's a separate channel. Smash the subscribe, everything you talk yes, about. Yes, this is a separate Let them channel. Let know, PBD. Yes. <laughs> and this I just say Major Williams' Instagram account. Again, follow him, send him a message, DM him, let him know you're watching him here. So let's go into some topics. Disneyland reopens, page number two, after being closed for more than a year. Disneyland reopens after being closed for more than a year. That's a CNN business story, Disneyland. Uh, uh, but many healthy safety protocols will continue to be enforced. The capacity of the theme park in Anaheim, California, will be significantly limited to comply with the, uh, California's health safety requirement and promote social distancing. I think the number is 25% capacity. In addition, until further clarification from the state of California, only California residents are allowed to visit the Disneyland Resort uh, theme park. So if you're out of state, like we could not go to Disneyland in the state of California. In groups no larger than three, Per household, three. I mean, you got. What if you got two kids? <laughs> they, they'll turn they you around. You have three kids. Single <laughs> mother with two kids. Yeah. That's it. You gotta, you gotta pick your we favorite don't want married kid couples to go. Coming here. Additional health, health safety measures include requirements, face coverings for all guests two years old and older, two year old, temperature screenings for all guests entering the park, cashless transactions, and capacity limitations at att- attractions. Disneyland's union have pushed California Governor Newsom to reopen the park. Earlier this year, a group of California State Assembly members also proposed a bill aimed at speeding the reopening of Disneyland and other large theme parks in the state. So I'll go to you first, Major Williams. What do you think about that? Well, I, I you know, I, I think it's been overextended in regards to the, the lockdowns. And um, I don't know. It's just, it's just I mean, look at the dynamics, you know. Um, how they're limiting and creating this fear and just this hesitation that's happening. I think it's bad culturally. I think it's bad psychologically. And I just don't get like the rationale, the common sense aspect of it. I think um, it, it's once more, it's uh, it's not even an overreach, right? It's not like an overreach. It's just like silliness at the end of the day. So it, I can't, there's no elaboration on it. It's just, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. If you were governor, <laughs> what would you do in this instance? How would you, what would your Disneyland policy be? Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the the reach of a governor when it comes to Disneyland. Well, you got security. You can get on every ride you want right away. There's no lines, man. When you're governor, wow, you got the real speed pass. Only with two people. Yeah. Relax. Yes. Relax. I don't. I don't know. Like I said, that's um, something you wouldn't delve into, is what you're saying. I mean, I I believe that um, 
you know, from a statewide perspective and policy, you know, it would be very transparent in regards to where I stand when it comes to that. But I think it'd be a little bit harder uh, legally and legislation wise when it comes to some uh, company like Disneyland. You know, one of the good things is, I don't know if you saw this, but when you enter Disneyland now, the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs are offering you free COVID vaccines. I mean, they're in there. They're, wow. they're, 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 they're working hard. Noble, Wait, this is, this noble. It's amazing. They're keeping them busy. This are you, you going to take that, your kids to Disneyland? I, I'm not going to do it now because it's way too much no, wait, of a man. hassle. That, that was a joke? Yeah, that was a joke. Okay. That, <laughs> my bad. My bad. Uh, you know, yeah, I never yeah, really did stand up. You got to yeah. Tom has jokes. Okay. You have to be I, ready for you it. Know, <laughs> you, don't know, you don't know what you're getting. You know, you're going to see more of this from Newsom, unfortunately. He's going to open up Disneyland more and more and declare it a win. Here, here's the one thing that scared me the most. I don't know if you guys heard this. Kamala Harris addressed the United Nations, and this kind of has something to do with Disneyland. But did you hear her say, we got to get ready for the next pandemic? I mean, that did you hear her say that? I mean, I cannot believe that. And it also makes me think about all those businesses in Orange County, those small businesses, the hotels, all the vendors. Right. I mean, there are so many businesses that went under. And, and it is just so ruthless of what happened there. And you wonder, is he against them or was this a strategy to shut down some small businesses you will have people say that that's been part of his strategy as well to literally take out some of the small businesses and make right. you dependent on it but i think psychologically it's helpful that disneyland is open it's the happiest place right. on earth right you know you, it should be open so you you live there why you wouldn't take your no, family no, no. i, I well, just want to understand okay, right now, you as like, a resident it's way too complicated i mean right. all those restrictions I, I wouldn't go. and everything right i wouldn't now, go i'm not gonna wait online to get tickets i mean eventually when it opens up again well you, you gotta you gotta have a reservation first of all you can't just go you can't just you can't even the tickets. line is eight going minutes. to a dinner. Can you imagine? You got to make a reservation. I'll do a party of four, <laughs> six o'clock Friday night. Yeah. yeah. Pathetic what well, they're doing over why there. Why don't we talk about what you did? You did a, a how-to board episode about what Disneyland, Disneyland Disney versus World. Disney World. Give us a little insight into uh, it, that. Look, it's the exact same situation I gave you, where you have the Eastern Conference, Western Conference. You have the yeah. whole thing with right. California and uh, you know uh, California and uh, yeah. uh, New York against Texas and Florida. DeSantis like, look, we're keeping Disney World open. Don't even sweat it. And Bob Berg, Bob um, Iger? Bob Iger, who was yeah. sitting on the board for uh, Newsom, he was helping out Newsom on bringing mm. back, you know, the the state of California. The moment Newsom announced that he's k still keeping a shutdown, the next day Bob uh, Iger resigned. He yeah. said, "I'm not even doing this." And Bob Iger wow. is a Democrat who thought about running for office when he wrote his book, you know, the book that he wrote about uh, right. his... Ride uh, of a Lifetime. Ride of we a Lifetime. Read it. Yeah. yeah. So here's a CEO. He's got two. You got Disneyland, California, Disney World, Florida. He's a Democrat. He's sitting there saying, listen, as much as I'm a Democrat, and why are my Democrat friends keeping my place closed? And I lost 70, you know, 78,000 jobs. And over here, they're keeping it open. And my guys over there have jobs. And small business owners around there, they're staying in business, but small mm -hmm. business owners around Disneyland that rely on that traffic. Right. They're going out of business. Well, speak, speaking of Bob Iger and big wigs that are kind of in Newsom's camp, um, I think a lot of people in Silicon Valley just came out in support of Newsom. Oh, they're yeah. No, they're all behind what, him. What, what is sure. that story? Yeah. What, why are they behind him? Why is big tech behind him? Why is Silicon Valley behind him? They're the ones saying that it's a Republican recall. Right. Give us some insight. I mean, it's, in, it's in our best there. interest, though. So when it comes down to policy and legislation and regulations, uh, you know, he's always sided with them when it comes to that. So, I mean, that's a no brainer for the tech industry. Uh, I don't know if it's like universally with the tech industry, but a big portion of the tech industry are going to be for the champion that's for them. And that's what's happening. I just want to talk about uh, Disneyland once more in regards to the businesses that have been affected. The reason why Governor Gavin Newsom can make those unempathetic decisions is because he has never personally uh, physically built a business. He's never had a dream or ideal 
uh, that he's manifested and had that moment when he had that first sale or had that that opening or whatever, like some of these small businesses that are suffering. Right. So it's hard to kind of lead or make this make decisions based upon that. Like, you know, you're kind of up here and that's what uniquely makes me different. Mm -hmm. You know, than everyone else because I have been a part of that dream or that aspect of having that first creative ideal and seeing it manifest. So I know how to govern uh, when it comes to that. And it shouldn't be one size fit all, which is where he really failed. And I, t- I say this uh, wholeheartedly. Uh, governor Gavin Newsom could have been deemed the best governor of California at the beginning of all this. But because of misguided decisions and his uh, and his uh, his stances and and being mm-hmm. seen at French Laundry, uh, he dropped the ball greatly. And uh, I think, essentially, I exist because of him, and we're going to punish him for that in regards to There's getting him. No out. doubt, you're right about what you just said. I mean, he, we talked about earlier that he won in a landslide. Yeah, and now he's getting recalled. So yeah. clearly, his decision making <laughs> ability. It's questionable. Let's talk about what happened with uh, Snow White. So new scene from Disneyland Snow White ride is prompting backlash. Fox Business Story just days after Disneyland uh, has reopened with an update to its Snow White attraction. The move is already receiving backlash. According to Disney, Snow White's enchanted wish takes guests ab- abroad uh, aboard a wooden mini cart as a company. The princess as she escapes the clutches of the evil queen. However, it's the true love's kiss grand finale between Snow White and her prince that has drawn scrutiny from San Francisco Gate. The new uh, grand finale of Snow White's Enchanting Wishes, the most moment when the prince uh, finds Snow White asleep under the evil queen's spell and gives her true love's kiss to release her from enchantment. The outlet writes, a kiss he gives to her without her consent while she's asleep, (laughs) which cannot possibly be true love if only one person knows it's happening. Haven't we already agreed that the consent in in early Disney movies is a major issue? That teaching kids that kissing when it hasn't been established if both parties are willing to engage is not okay, the San Francisco Gates said. Adam, I'm going to go to you first because I know you're like, you're with them. You agree with them. This is an insult. Tell us what you think about the story. Well... Is it is this a story from the Onion or is this a real no, no, story? No, no. This is a real story from the Fox Business okay. regarding what San Francisco Gate had to say about it. All right. Well, um, I'm I'm with I'm with the team. You know, the Me Too movement people. I understand. You know, there's some creepy dudes out there that, you know, the Harvey Weinstein's of the world, the Cosby's of the world that have definitely created this. But let's let's <laughs> I can't believe this is even a story. Let's talk about. All right, you're sleeping Snow White. You wake up. Tell me where you'd like to be, Mrs. White. You want to be in the castle with the prince or you want to be in a dwarf motel over there down the street with seven random midgets that you're living with? I'm taking the prince, bro. Like, so random midgets. I'm just it's not like she's living a life of life of luxury. Some prince shows up, sweeps her off her feet, brings her to the castle. Little people. No, you, little, can't get, you, can, you make no, the castle. I'm, stay, I'm staying over here with these seven little people in some sort of hostel. You want the you want the you want the castle or you want the hostel? Your picks, Snow White. The only thing is you need to be kissed while you're sleeping. So I'm going with the kiss. How do you process this? Like actually, how do you process it? That's how I process it. I'm Ran- going with the prince. I, you lot, random midgets, man. I was that was a you're drop, going- that was drop the mic right there. Was, you know, it, it's literally you got the, sleepy the, and dopey and grumpy and humpy. The, humpy. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you've got these mental. By midgets, the way, this is people. People don't think this is a real story. This I, is it, a real I didn't story. Think it was a real story. I mean, it's disturbing. It's this just, is cancel culture troubling. at its finest. You know, I think you're canceling the prince. Yeah. Come on now. Next they, thing you know, you're gonna cancel Prince Akeem from coming to America. <laughs> this can't happen. 
That, that definitely cannot happen. My only no. hope and my prayer is that there is a tipping point in this country where sanity prevails. Right. And I'm holding out hope that we will reach that, that threshold because I think more people have common sense than don't. Now, there's going to be a market out there for people that are offended by this or think this is legit and then let you take out your little microscopes and look at every piece of film that's ever been done in the history of mankind. Mm -hmm. And by the way, is there a company more woke than Disney? Now you're trying to cancel a Disney (laughs) character? It's unbelievable. You can never satisfy these people. You will never satiate their appetite to destroy careers, to destroy history pop culture and that kind of thing, but we don't have to let them govern us. We don't have to right. take what they throw down our throat and say, this is right. It's wrong. It's stupid. Just have some common sense and laugh at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Adam, uh, Pete's got some real legit to counsel for you. He says, lay off the LSD is what Pete says. Yeah, I thought it was a very, uh, you know, I'll we appreciate that, Pete, but the last person that's- And I totally understand if you want to skip this story. There's no upside for you answering this. <laughs> no, Zero but, but, upside. But, but, yeah, but that's but, what you tell them after you know the story. We but, just but, talked but about it. you know what? This leads me- to the Jay-Z story. Okay. And here's what Jay-Z says on page 11. If you want to go to the last page we got there, Jay-Z all the way at the bottom. Jay-Z says cancel culture is here to stay and feel sorry for the younger generation. It's unbelievable. Metro UK story. Jay-Z has shared his thoughts on the internet cancel culture and predicts it'll be around as long as social media exists. Cancel culture has been discussed increasingly in recent years and involves large groups or fandoms deciding to essentially erase a celebrity or public figure's career in public uh, prominence in light of a scandal or controversial issue. The paper explained how he feels sorry for the younger generation growing up in a social media era, explaining you can't give someone a microphone for 24 hours a day and have them not think that they have to use use it. The ki- these kids, it's unbelievable. Imagine having a microphone and you're asked about social justice questions at 18 years old. It's like, what? I'm meant to answer, I'm, I'm meant to know the answer and if you don't, if I don't answer the correct way, if I don't say any everything right, even if I mention my intentions, my are, intentions right. are right, and I don't say the same right thing, it's going to be everywhere. I mean, he's got a great point there. Yeah, yeah I, I was agree. impressed. I was really impressed but by that. But do you agree. agree that it's here to stay? Okay, and let me say this. That's the part. You know what? He could have taken two routes there. He could have said, it's here to stay, or this is temporary and it's going away. I applaud him. I thank you, Jay-Z, for saying it's here to stay, and I'll tell you why. Because I think he identifies it as a fringe element. Okay, like he minimizes it a little bit by just saying, okay, it's not going to go away. There's always going to be young people. Social media isn't leaving. So don't take it too seriously. If he said this thing's going to go away, it's not. And then you legitimize it. I think now you could just look at these people that are doing this fringe element. They're wackos. They're always going to be around. You know, move on. Nothing to see here. No, I I agree. And and that's happening even with with me, with the campaign. And I think this happened to so many, you know, celebrities and people in in the past. You do have to just look over it. You you have to understand that it it isn't going anywhere. But I think that does minimize it and take away a little bit of the, the flame that they were having. And just as you said, like. Why give in to them? Why, why make them matter even more so? And with me, it's, it's hard because I want to, like, protect myself and just say certain things. And it's like a double-edged sword because they screenshot it and use it for more content. So I call them content predators as well. Well, I think we've established that anyone can be a media company these days. Any <laughs> 16-year-old with a phone. Hey, uh, welcome to the Joe Blow Show. And here's my thoughts. I think we can all agree that... Citizen P- journalism is yes, what they're calling it. PBD yeah. at 18... Major at 18, Tom at 18, Adam at 18 is a lot different than Adam at 38, 42, 45. Big Tom. Your, your thoughts and your everything evolves. And at this point with cancel culture, they're going back. Well, he said this in 1994, 
So we got to cancel. Right. Look at his Twitter account. Yeah, look at his. <laughs> so, like, I think it that everything is so out there these days that you just need to be careful what you said. And I think that's essentially what Jay-Z is saying. Is if you I, give it 18. I, I don't. I actually am on the opposite side. I don't want to be careful. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know about that. Because let me tell you, you're arrested when you're like that. You're walking on eggshells when you're like that. Look, I get it. Like, listen, there is like we talked about the other day. There is. 98% of things we'll talk about openly. Mm-hmm. Then we got the 2% that we're probably not going to talk about on camera. I mm-hmm. get it. We'll talk 2%. You know, it's going to be a different conversation. Everybody has that small percentage. Some yeah. it's 1%, some it's 2%, some it's 10%. I'm closer to 1%, but um, you're closer I, to maybe 2 3 I think that's a yeah. fair assessment. Well, yes. I'm not running for governor. I'm not running <laughs> but, for dog catcher. But I get that for you. But, but, I I get that that, for you. Yes. but now you're, you're living in a time that people are being told to be closer to 50%. So yes. meaning just be fake on the camera. Mm-hmm. Just be right. fake. Don't tell what you think. Just be fake. But they, just but be they, fake. But they want real yes. relatability. They yeah. want authentic. But just be fake. Yes. Raw fakeness. Yeah. 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 I, but I, again, I, I, think, I think people still want the realness. Mm-hmm. I think what people want is for you to be able to stand against the heat and say, okay, listen, somebody said this about you. About you. Let's see what you're going to say about it. Okay, cool. We respect you. You went and took the argument. Mm-hmm. You lost seven of the 28 arguments. You won 21 of them. Fair. Cool. We're good to go. Let's move on to the next. And then they get over it, right? Cancel culture is also predicated based on how the individual handles the cancel culture when they're being canceled. Mm-hmm. It also has to do with that because Jay-Z is probably right. It probably isn't going away in a mm-hmm. very, very long time uh, of people being canceled. But let me let me show you guys a video. I want to show you a video. Neither one of you guys have seen it. I haven't sent it to you. I only sent it to Kai. So we had uh, – uh, uh, who? what was the show that was canceled a year ago? Uh, uh, what was the show called? Say, you know, hit your mic. Oh, yeah. Live PD, Live PD got canceled, yeah. right? Yeah. Remember Live PD the when police. he got canceled? Right. Yeah, Deputy Mark or something like that, right? When he got Sheriff canceled. Mark Lamb, Sheriff yeah. Mark Lamb. So when he got canceled, we brought him on. And I said, what do you think about defund police? And he said, defund police is a bunch of crap. What are you going to do when you call the cops and all this other stuff? And he's like, so people who are, you know, were supportive of defund police send me emails saying, what are you talking about? You know, you know, all you think about is all cops are right and all this other stuff. I said, no, I actually mm-hmm. have had bad experiences with cops and I've had good experiences with cops. But more of my experiences have been good than have been bad. I said, okay. Nazario, a couple weeks ago, we showed the video about Nazario who's sitting there saying, man, I got my hands out. I got my hands out. The, the second lieutenant who's got lieutenant my hands out. My hands out. Kinda, yeah. And then we brought the, uh, his lawyer on, and we interviewed the lawyer and folks who are for protecting the police. They said, why would you bring somebody like that on? Why would you do something like that? The cops were right. He was wrong. All this. I said, listen, I see the story, and I want to cover the story. Whether I agree or not, I want to see the story to learn from it. Right. This is all leading to people acting in a certain way because the media is telling them all cops are bad. I want you to watch this video, what happens yesterday. Kai, if you can get the video ready, just, just I want to get your reaction on this. It's gotten 3.3 million views in 15 hours. So watch what happens here. It's two minutes. Go ahead. Yes, you are, ma'am. Good morning. Which is, and the speed limit is 40, and I was going 38. Can you raise the volume a little bit? You're correct. I pulled over because With your phone. Uh, yes, I started Listen. to record because you can't you're a be, You can't be on your cell phone while you're driving. I was on my phone. I was recording you because you scared you can't, me. You can't use your cell I phone while you're recording. I you. May I have your driver's license? I, it's, it's at my apartment. What's your apartment? It's at my home. I'm just taking my son to his Do you have a, Do you have your driver's license? I I mistakenly left it at home. Do you have a picture of your driver's license? Yes, I do. May I have it? 
And can you call your supervisor, please? Because I already did. He's on his way. Good, because you're a murderer. Okay. Oh, that's what she keeps saying. Watch and so this. you're giving me a cell phone ticket? Is that why you're harassing me? Not harassment act. Yeah. I am enforcing the law. I have a right to and record the police when they're harassing me. By all means. But you can't I don't mean. Driving. I was. I can. I wasn't. Didn't texting or none of that. Do you have, and you, have you scared me and made me think you were going to murder me. Okay. Wow. How do you feel that way? Well, you're, that's not just a feeling. You're a murderer. Okay. Can you zoom in on that for me, sir? Sure. Thank you. And I'm See how what she says at the end. Is she a white lady? Is she a I black can't tell. lady? Latina? I can't tell. Listen. You're a murderer. Okay. What's your last name? I can't see that there. Well, here you, you stop, go, stop murderer. Stop shaking. White lady. Zoom in on that for not me, Not because right? you're scaring me. Oh, you're threatening God. to kill me and my son. Can you give me okay. Listen, well, listen. Listen, Karen. You're, listen, Karen. Camera. You're, you're trying to threaten to kill me. I'm I not smiling. You're the one who's Hold that still. I can't see that. Is this your car? Yes, it is. And you're trying to say I yeah. What the? Why? Wait for me right here, okay? You're jealous. All you need to is your signature. He's only citing you for using your cell phone while you're driving. That's it. Thank you, man. Sign for, being right a, for him being a Mexican racist. What is that name? Gas. Sign the citation, man. Here you go, Mexican racist. You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that. Oh right? my God. You'll never be white, which is what you really want to be. You there you go, be dude. White. Have a good day. You want to be white. Wow. Unbelievable. In front of her son. Unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> wow. What's I mean, your, how are you processing this? Oh, what you made you no, show us this video? Let me let me put it to you. This, who the hell wants to be a cop today? Yeah. Wow. Who the hell wants to be a cop? Like, t you tell me. Wake up in the morning. You see the, I can't wait to be a cop. <laughs> who wants to be a cop today? Uh, he who, handled who, that so well. Every job, every job comes with a certain pride that you want to do it, right? Okay, right. Why you want to be a firefighter? I got pride. Why you want to be a governor? Because I want to make an impact. Why you want to be, you know, a media? Because I want to go out there and entertain people. Why you want to go out there and do what you do and write a book? I want impact. Why do you want to be a cop? I want to protect and serve. Mm -hmm. Who the hell wants to be a cop today? What what kid well, is saying, true. I want to grow up and be it's a cop gonna today? It's going to be a huge what? problem. <laughs> it's going to be a very, very major problem. And I've seen that screenshot, but I haven't watched the video yet. So that That's was, unbelievable. Wow. Is that even legal? Can you talk to a police officer like that? I, I, I mean, don't think she should, should be, be arrested to. and canceled. Both. I mean, that's I could the, not believe she's my ears. The, uh, uh, whether she was a cop, was a cop that ran up on her. She's uh, forget my language. She's just a piece of shit. She's a she's the definition that of a Karen, and you're trying to murder me. Like relax, was, lady. I, I mean, but, and then the she question, went the whole though. Mexican white thing. Let I mean, me she's just a question, piece of shit. Let me ask you a question. So who is to blame for that? Obviously, the sole responsibility goes on the individual. Yes. the eighty percent is her. I, I, I'm with that. Eighty percent of responsibility goes on her. Yes. But who else is responsible for that? Media, who put that in their bad in her cops. brain? The, the media 24-7 painting yeah. cops to be bad. Then you have something like this. Imagine that guy's going home telling his wife, you know, it's a freaking bad experience today, man. Let me tell you what happened. I don't, I'm sick of doing my job. Like, imagine that conversation at night. Right. Babe, I'm sick of being a cop. I want to change yeah. my career. Yeah. What's the wife going to say? Do it, babe. Yeah, this on a daily right. basis? But, I mean, that was the epitome of racism. I mean, everything she yeah. was doing. That was intense. And, and they, they paint themselves as, as, the, as the people that are, you know, fighting the other battle. It's unbelievable. Wow. That was intense. And you wonder, is that is that normal? I mean, do you think police are abused like that on a regular basis? They must be. Is that what do you a hear about? What do you hear from police? On? Since you're obviously pro-police, you're not trying to defund the police. Well, I mean, a lot of them is, is you know, the, the morale is low. 
you know, and, and they are on the brink of, is this what I want to continue to do? A, a lot of them, because in, in anything that you're doing, especially in public service, you want to, you don't do it for the credit, but you do want to be appreciated no, well, when you are working to be a service. Yeah. Every day they're putting their life in danger. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, they, they do feel it. They're, they're you know, and, and they're, they're on the edge of if they want to walk away from this, you yeah. know, because, you know, they're up against multiple things psychologically with the media, the social media and the polarizing uh, commentary that's, you know, that's a part of their job and their responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it, it, that was a harsh video yeah. to watch, man. That, For that anyone, intense. whether you're pro-police, not pro-police. Yeah. How can you not be pro-police? I mean, other than the, the – I'm talking about solely I mean, the, the function and, 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 and then I think about the component of her, her kid being with her. You know, I'm really yeah. – you know, that, that really disturbed me, you know, as well because psychologically, you know, what the kid is processing it also, so it's a perpetual yeah. cycle. And that's a snapshot of her day. I mean, you know that continues yeah. throughout the day and her on social media going right. off. What a danger. And so now, n- n- so, n- so now the kid is 14 to 17 years old and have an encounter and is belligerent, you know, towards an officer. And then something happens, right? But it all, it's, it's the seeds that are planted in regards to how they react. I mean, who's, who's the kid's hero? The kid's hero is his mom, right? So what's he going to say? We, my I mom mean, is I like this to that. cops. I got to right. be like that to cops. Because the kid wants to be loyal to the parents. So kid's going to duplicate whatever the parent believes in. That's typically what happens. Maybe. I mean, but there's all, you could also be embarrassed by your mom. Like no, if no, my no. dad of ever did that, be, I'd be like, course, dude, what are you doing? Of course you're Subcon- embarrassed subconsciously, by it, But though. a lot of it, you know, that's going to stick. Yeah. They say there's more yeah. caught than taught in parenting. Hmm. You can teach all you want to do the right things. Your kid's going to do what you do, not teach what you do. This is catching. The kid just caught sure. what the parent just did. That's pathetic to me to do that. And by the way, again, who's the responsibility? Who is responsible for that? Who is responsible for that? Who do you think it is? The dividers, those who get paid to divide. There's a business model to division. The the division business model has been around for a very, very long time. The media business model. But it's not going anywhere. The media business model is either to make you think, to entertain, or to divide, or to be controversial change conflict that's their business model it is you either are a very good entertainer where i'm sitting there saying oh my gosh i just needed a laugh you know you know how it's friday night you're sitting there your kids are gone it's 11 o'clock at night you're like dude okay you go to movies you say drama comedy horror i'm like yeah i need some comedy right now seriously (laughs) like 30 minutes and then you go to like a wedding crash and you go to your favorite part right and you watch it for 10 15 minutes get it out of your system there's different methods to comedy today to entertainment today this is a business model. Mm-hmm. Divide, 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 and buy and sell. And ads. there's a huge market for it, unfortunately. It is. There really is. It there's is. a big market for it. Okay, so let's talk about Buffett. Let's see what Buffett has to say about the whole thing that's going on. By the way, I got a question for the viewers. I've never seen this happen. Suddenly, the viewership drops by three to 400. If you're watching this, comment below if you by any chance were kicked out. We've done 58 episodes. I've never seen this before. Were you accidentally kicked out and you had to come back on and you don't know why? If you were, just kind of let us know in the comment section. I'm doing more of a focus group for myself because I keep asking Sam and Gank here to see what's mm-hmm. going on. It's going from 2,700 to all of a sudden drops to 2,300. I've never seen that happen before. Wow. Sometimes that happens because service is bad. Sometimes it happens when our internet is bad, but we have no issue over here with the internet. So if you guys don't mind commenting, uh, this is just for me to know what's going on here. Okay. Facebook says decision on whether Trump ban will be overturned coming Wednesday. Page number four. Let's see what's going to oh, happen not with Warren this year. Okay. No, no. Let's go to uh, uh, to him first, and then we'll go to Warren Buffett. Facebook says decision on whether Trump be, uh, ban will be overturned coming Wednesday. CNN Business Story. 
Their oversight board will announce its long-anticipated decision on the fate of former President Trump Facebook account at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday, announced Monday morning. The board said last month that it had received 9,000-plus public responses concerning Trump's indefinite suspension from Facebook and Instagram. Facebook suspended Trump's account following the January 6th Capitol rights and later referred the decision to the court-like oversight board, an independent body which has the power to reverse Facebook content decisions and set president uh, for the company. Later that month, Facebook asked the oversight board for ruling on whether to let Trump's suspension stand, saying the significance of the matter warranted its independent review. Thoughts? Well, I, is there anybody that thinks it's going to get overturned? I, I don't think there's a chance in hell that he's back on Facebook. I think there is. But okay, go ahead. Well, yeah. and I, I just don't think there is. This is the Facebook Supreme Court. Um, it's happened six times where they've, they've done it. What I think they overruled it twice, couldn't decide one time. But I, no, I don't think so. And, and it, here's what they're going to lean on. They're going to lean on the, the one thing that got him banned. It was, it was the video where he says, we love you, we think you're very special. I mean, look, you might not agree with the rules, but the rules are in place. And it, you, there's consequences to having a message like that on that day. And my prediction is I don't think he's going to be back on Facebook. Okay, what do you think? I'm I'm kind of fifty fifty with it, but I also may look at look at look at it like they're looking at him as competition, you know, because there is rumors going around that he's going to launch a social media platform or partner with someone as well too. So if this is going to be your social media, you don't want to give him mm-hmm. your platform then the opportunity to promote and uh, bring followers over from that, that that particular platform as well. So I'm kind of fifty fifty in regards to if they will or won't do it. I know that they're getting a lot of pushback on it as well, but you know, hey, council culture they don't, don't care. Don't you think it's a little bit more difficult to just say you're going to start your own social media platform? Yeah, I, I yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So but I don't but see once that more, once more, when quickly. you're when you're at his level, it's not about him doing it. These things are already in the works. You partner with individuals who have already done the work, and then you put the money behind it and your influence, and tied out that you have it. So, do you think they will or they won't? You're, he said he's fifty-fifty. Yeah, okay. I'm fifty-fifty on if they will or if they won't. Um, I think more than the Trump situation here is this the power of big tech like the fact that the facebook gods the overlords are like well should we or should we and not allow the former president of the united states to be on our platform i think it's such a huge decision that it's it's ridiculous and i'm in case you haven't gotten the memo not a trump fan in the least right but i think that you should at least allow the former president of the united states to have a place on your platform now if you want to put like literally behind every message that he does this message has been fact check and he's definitely a liar and you know he over exaggerates and he's definitely divisive you want to do all that but to ban him from being on a platform is ridiculous and don't forget i think trump's approval ratings were hovering in the low 40s Facebook's and Mark Zuckerberg's, Mark Zuckerberg's are hovering in the 20s and 30s. Yeah, but they, so they just did to be revenue, worse than Trump is, you know? is pretty bad. I, I just think their, their history, they're, they're not. Do you, how much heat would they take from all the other social media companies <laughs> mm-hmm. if they allowed him back? It would put this, this pressure then on Twitter to allow him back. I, I strongly believe there's no one, chance. One thing I know for sure, we'll be covering this story on Thursday. Right. Yeah, I think that I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance because I think this is. If you remember, uh, Zuck took a couple positions uh, where he said, "Look, we're a uh, we're a content, we're a social media website, so we don't dictate what policies we put and what policies we don't." And he made some decision that pissed off the left. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember. This was like two years ago, a year and a half ago, and yes. they were not happy about the position he took. And he gets backlash from both sides all the time. You got to give credit to Zuck on the one end where. 
both sides hate him. There's almost a little bit of credibility when both sides hate you yes. at times rather right. than just one side hates you. Approval ratings are yeah, so, 20%. But, but the point is the reason why both sides hate him is because sometimes he takes a stand that is not Republican and sometimes he takes a stand that's not Democratic. So I think there is a chance they may allow him back with certain restrictions where your every post has to be approved type of mm-hmm. situation. Where they may come out and say the post has to be re- We created a committee that all they do is watch Trump's post. And they say, here's what is posted. Do we want me to approve this? Put it up. It may be something like that. But I do think there's a 10, 20 percent chance. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. You're okay. an odds but, guy. But, You're but, going oh, with 10, but 20 percent. Let me ask you this. I think there's a 20 percent Do you think Zuck's involved in the decision? 100 percent. Okay, because it's supposed to be this. this now here's, no, 100 percent. Okay, here's the stat. Yeah, this secret uh, okay, six times, trifecta. Six times it's been overturned, upheld them twice, one time. Could uh, they, they couldn't come up with a decision? The so, oversight. Board. So they have actually overturned it six times. The majority. Huh. Look, Trump's news is getting out. He's sending email to the media nowadays. He responds and puts some emails. Says Oscar needs to go back to this. You know, this needs to go back to this. So his message is being picked up. He's just sending emails. Not as, as much as. Of course, it's not at that. Yeah. Of course, it's not. Let me. But if I have to yeah. choose, if I have to choose, you got Twitter, you got YouTube, you got Facebook, meaning Google, right? So YouTube. Yeah. So you got Facebook, Google, Twitter. Who's most likely to let him back on? Not Twitter. Okay, so that's last. That's okay. last. He's so out. He ain't coming back. So who's most likely to well, let Facebook. him back on? Facebook. YouTube. Know. Yeah. I think it's Facebook. probably going to be Facebook, YouTube, then Twitter. Hey, here's another thing to consider. Do you think there's a possibility he's enjoying his life with a little less stress? No. You don't think so? I think he's such a sore loser that hmm. there's he's 0% happy about what's going on yeah, right I, now. I believe he's festering, and he, he's ready to come back and just do it just to annoy a lot of people mm-hmm. at the end of the day. He's also 72. Maybe he's tired. 70, he's not Trump don't get tired. He's 74. 74 yeah, he's got the body 74. like an 84-year-old and the mind of a 4-year-old. He's going to be back, baby. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's a comfortable lifestyle up there in Palm Why Beach. Do you, what, what is it about Trump that you enjoy? That you well, like? you, you, so that's a great question. Um, I, I've never known not to like Trump. You know, I, I come from a, an environment, from an urban environment, where mm-hmm. we've always admired Trump. You know, from really? just from a from a celebrity standpoint, from the gold buildings, mm-hmm. from the rap videos, from the from the movie appearances. It wasn't. It was never political. It was pop. Culture. It was only right. to yeah. political. But that took a very he, people told me U turn since yeah, well, 2015. They, well, they told me not to like him just because. And then there are certain things that I understand about human beings. I understand that I don't have to agree with everything 100. Yeah. percent I like I like strength. I like individuals that say what they say and they're unorthodox and they're untraditional, which is why I talk about the electrician. That's, you know, that's unapologetically different. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think he represented that for the time and moment in regards to what our country needed. And it was simplicity just based upon that. So were there things that you're like, look, I appreciate him. I respect him. But uh, yeah, that uh, I can't s- do. Some, what, what were those? Some tweets and, and some sometimes just having that. uh uh, that certain stance on uh, on answering questions straightforward in regards to white pr- supremacy and things mm-hmm. of that nature, like you could just go ahead and do it, like, even though you've answered it. And that was the biggest thing. He yeah. had to say, you got to answer the same questions over and over. I know that it can be, get redundant. I get it all the time. And I just, mm-hmm. man, I just answered that like literally two seconds ago. Just right. But scroll. what about like the Confederate flags? He was kind of, yeah. you know, not siding with taking well, it down obviously you probably have strong opinions on that right well honestly i wasn't really educated in regards to what that truly meant at that particular time mm-hmm. in regards to why people felt for it or even felt against it but also just the foundation of choice like if that's what you're for that's what you're for i don't have to agree with it and so i never took a hard stance when it came to that because it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me it like my life continues to be what my How life does that is not bother you adam likes to be emotional it's, it's part of his uh, well I'm I'm just no, like, no one is no one is bringing it up to me like okay. it's not in uh, uh, there's not anyone in my yard 
you know, making me acknowledge it or anything of that nature. So I just don't own every every issue in every every um, activism type of thing people want me to be a part of. I told of. you, Pat, I'm working on my emotions. I get it. <laughs> You're getting much better. I, 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 I'm, getting I'm much trying better. to hold it in. So, okay, we'll see. Wednesday, tomorrow, we get the news. Yes. Uh, folks, so, if you're watching, what do you think? Likelihood. Let's 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 do a survey here. I'd love to hear the Likelihood. If you say there's no way in the world they're going to prove him, smash the thumbs up button. If you say they're going to prove him, he's going to be uh, back on Facebook, put the thumbs down. Let's see what's going to happen here. I'm actually curious to know what's going to happen with this. Yes. We got 70, 752 to 8. How do you see the, the Let's numbers? see. I'll, I'll tell you here in a minute when I see the ratios. Okay, let's go to Buffett. Buffett, 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 mm. Buffett. Page 5. Oh, man, they said a lot of different things here. Okay, a lot so of stuff. lots of stuff. Yes, yeah, so Buffett, uh, let's go to the story. Warren Buffett says, bad leaders pose biggest risk to companies, a Wall Street Journal story. Poor management is a top that are facing companies, according to Warren Buffett. The chief executive of conglomerate Berkshire Hathaway said choosing the wrong people to lead an organization is the number one risk for businesses. In his five decades running Berkshire, Buffett said he has seen a number of companies fail from textile mills to department stores, and he suggested that a consistent element could be found in those failures beyond changing consumer behavior or shifting market forces. You get a guy or a woman in charge of it. They're, they're personable. The directors like them. They don't know what they're doing, but they know how to put on an appearance. That's the biggest single danger, Buffett said. Very interesting. Very interesting. What do you think about that, Major? Well, for me, it's um, it, it's a little dated. I feel like it is dated. I feel that uh, there are individuals that are way more talented and skilled, even from the appearance perspective, because as I said early, early even from a political standpoint, uh, it, it it does matter that you have experience in, in politics, but it do, doesn't matter if you're not willing to be open to the evolution of how to lead, you know, people or galvanize or even win a particular election. So when it comes to what he's specifying, that's more of a niche perspective, which drastically has drastically changed in a lot of different industries. And, um, you know, I get it. I respect his mind. I, I respect the temperament of what he's saying. But I think it's stemming from. A little resentment, you know. These social media app companies have uh, they're they're being very uh, what's what's the word for it? Um, uh, um, they're uh, disruptors. They're dis- dis- and, you know, and his his model is very different. And so when it's something that you don't understand, and they didn't ask him for permission, that's what happens. No different than what I'm doing. I'm not mm-hmm. asking for permission. Mm-hmm. I've chosen to exist. Mm-hmm. I'm experienced because of my mindset and what I'm telling you that I you know I'm experienced, and we're gonna do this together. So I think there is a little resentment there. There is a little bias. That's a part of that. I still respect his mind. He's done a lot of great things. But evolution does occur, and it does exist. Yes, it does. That is the truth. Adam, sure. what do you think? About this specific leadership question or just his the whole The leadership everything? question. I, we talked about this, like who's hosting the Oscars, like the who's the face of the brand. Yeah. Um, the person at top does matter. Like uh, the CEO does need to drive a company. The, I mean, you would have the best perspective on this, I think, more than anyone, right? You being as a CEO, leading the field, leading the uh, sales force, leading your entire company. I think that that's essentially his his point here. I mean, wh- I I'm more, to be honest with you, more intrigued by the the ten key takeaways, which is probably the next story we're going with. But you, you know what? Why don't we go to the story uh, of uh, California taxes? Why don't we talk about that before we go into the sure. takeaways? Because I think that's a. Can it, I give you one quick point sure, on Buffett? Though? I, you know, it's it's ironic. I think that he's talking about executive leadership, CEO leadership, because. 
I think there's, he's punched some holes in his own leadership right now. I think he skews old now. I think he hurt his brand. Skews old. <laughs> well, I mean, no, but I mean, come on, yeah. seriously. I Charlie's think he, 100, I think, he's 90. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, right. of course. But I mean, never in the past has he come across as grumpy old guy. For sure. And, and the other thing that kind of creeped into his messaging is arrogance. To me, right. I take arrogance out of that. And for someone as brilliant as the Oracle of Omaha, Warren Buffett, he missed a great opportunity. He should have been speaking to these kids yeah, that invest yeah, on Robinhood yeah. and try to bring them into his fold and say, hey, you know, good job. Maybe you can come over and do, do some things in right. Berkshire Hathaway. We got a platform for you, too. It's not. It, it seems like he's a supper club owner. Right. And he, he needs to have a little happy hour thrown onto that menu, right? Just right. lighten up and loosen well, up. Those, and, those are some of the yeah. takeaways that I, I want to touch on. I know Pat Moon, but you know what they remind me of him and Charlie Munger? You, you see the Muppets and the two old guys up, <laughs> yeah. in, up right? in the, yeah. uh, in the yeah. audience. Yeah. Like, oh, you idiot uh, Muppets <laughs> down there. <laughs> Yeah, but, but, but let, me, let me read this story, sure. and, and then we'll get into what the page template. Is that? So, so same page, page okay. five. When asked about people leaving California because of taxes and okay. high cost of living, Mr. Munger said he thought state governments were making a mistake in allowing residents to be wooed elsewhere. I do think it is stupid for states to drive out their wealthiest citizens, Mr. Munger said. The old people don't commit any crimes. They donate to local charity. Who in the hell in the right mind would drive out the rich people? Florida and places like that are very shrewd. And places like California are being very stupid. That's Munger. Do you agree? I agree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell us why. I agree. I mean, when you look at the top, you know, 5%, 1%, they add so much value that a lot of people don't take credit for or give them credit for. Um, they are the ones who, uh, you know, donate to foundations. They are the ones who give back. They are the ones who, um, you know, in, in employ, you know, thousands, if not millions of individuals and provide those opportunities. Um, I, I don't dis- I don't agree with the culture that we're in now, the eat the rich culture. Uh, you know, I don't believe at looking at someone like you, you know, that's successful and being becoming envious of that. I look at you and I get inspired and then I start to try to dig and see how you did it. Or if I get a chance to meet you like I have now, ask you, you know, what did you do or what are your what is your insight? So a lot of people don't think that way. So I would um, encourage people to change that mindset when it comes to that. And why punish them? You know, this is a successful model here in Florida, right? You know, they they are very shrewd when it comes to how they receive sure. that, and they want to retain those individuals. And you should want to woo people to 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 stay because that's tax revenue that's going to help infrastructure. It's going to help the you know the economy grow. You know, you know what these guys are remind me of. By the way, great point he's making with Munger. Why, why would you want to lose your wealthiest people? Yeah. What do they do? Like, do they even have the energy to go commit a crime? They got money. <laughs> they're gonna spend money. They're gonna buy stuff. They're gonna reinvest in the community. They're gonna, hey, we need a million dollars to build a church. We need a million dollars for the school. Here you go. Here's a half a million. Here's a hundred. Why would you want to lose these guys? You there, is, <laughs> there is no logic in wanting to lose your wealthiest people who are typically your oldest people that you have in your community because it takes a while to compound interest and create that wealth. Why would you want to lose them? Yeah, I was a little underwhelmed by his comment, to be honest with you, because I just thought it was so obvious. I mean, I I would rather hear from him maybe some solutions or some other ideas, but uh, it's because these governors are so short-sighted, all they think about is tax revenue. Right. And, you know, they're going to create, and they're not, they have no vision. So all they can think about- go back to the imagination. All they can think about is, what can I do to have someone like me the next day? I'll just give them more money. Or we'll come up with a new camp or a government aid program or something. So there's that, just the lack of inspiration from these guys is just demoralizing. So let me just go through the- 10 key takeaways and then let's process it together hmm. so these are the 10 key takeaways from buffett and charlie munger at the brookshire hathaway's 2021 shareholder meeting this is a story by nasdaq i'll just say the main 
uh, uh, point of what it is, and then we'll go process it together. Number one, stock market leadership is fleeting. Number two, Buffett and Munger disagree on S&P 500 versus Berkshire Hathaway, meaning Buffett said, I've never recommended Berkshire to anybody, as he has always wanted to avoid any appearances of giving any inside tip on the stock of the company he runs. But Munger has a different view. He says, I personally prefer holding Berkshire to holding the market. He said, arguing that Berkshire's set of businesses and investment are in, this, are in his view better than the average across the market, even though Berkshire Hathaway has not beat the S&P 500 the last decade, by the way. Number three, Buffett. Airlines have done better because we sold. <laughs> I love it. Number four, a minor mistake from Buffett. Some have questioned why Buffett uh, trimmed his stake in uh, tech giant Apple. The Oracle of Omaha admitted that was probably a mistake. Charlie, in his usual low-key way, let me know it was a mistake. Number five, why Buffett doesn't like SPACs. Buffett expresses dislike for the SPAC business model, specifically the requirement for most SPACs have to find a business within two years. If you put a gun to my head and said, you've got to go buy a business within two years, I'd buy one, Buffett said. But it wouldn't be much of one. Number six, views on the impact of low interest rates. Number seven, Munger on Bitcoin. Responding to a shareholder question about Bitcoin, Buffett decided to dodge the question, his motivation avoiding making the hundreds of thousands of viewers who own the cryptocurrency unhappy. But Munger didn't hold back. He said, I hate Bitcoin success, okay? <laughs> the whole damn development is disgusting and contrary to the interests of civilization. Number eight, a Buffett dig at Elon Musk. When asked, another shareholder question was addressed to Berkshire Hathaway Insurance Business, uh, uh, asking whether he'd write an insurance policy for Tesla CEO and SpaceX founder Elon Musk for his proposed missions to Mars. Jane quickly said no. Buffett demurred, however. It would depend on the premium, the Berkshire Hathaway CEO said. And I would probably have a somewhat different rate if Elon was on board. Number nine, Buffett and Munger smacked down Robin Hood. This one got ugly, by the way. They didn't have nice things to say about him. They said, become a, uh, uh, you know, uh, Buffett and Munger, however, were deeply critical. of Buffett noted that Robin Hood has become a very significant part of the casino group that's joined the stock market in the last year and a half. Munger went further. It's just got awful that some, something like that would draw investment from civilized men and citizens. Uh, decent citizens. It's deeply wrong. And last but not least, Berkshire's dynamic duo has learned some lessons in the last year. So, Adam, I've said a lot. What are your thoughts? So you went down the list. I think I thought it was a, a very good breakdown. Shout out to Kai for doing the research. And, yeah, this was great. And, this you was know, very helpful. I, I feel like I've taken a whole uh, economics class just from Kai's research. So thank That's you. That's how so, I felt last night. Exactly. So <laughs> shout out to Major and I doing our, our research. But couple of things that, that uh, stuck out for me from that list is, number one, this gentleman named Greg Abel is going to be stepping in for uh, Warren Buffett yep. and Charlie Munger. And I thought it was a – I had to write a little LOL note here. And he said that between the two people that I was choosing from, between Greg Abel and Ajit – what's the gentleman's name? Ajit, Ajit Jain – he went with Greg because he was young. Uh, Abel was 59 versus 69. I think that's rich coming yeah. from a 90-year-old yeah. and a 98-year-old. We're going to go with the young guy here. Then um, their hate on Bitcoin just feels out of touch. And they probably do have some valid points. Don't get me wrong. If you've made a 60-year career of investing in companies with you know, P.E. ratios and earnings and leaders and and everything that a real company possesses, and now you just have these, you know, uh, digital wallet assets, decentralized cryptocurrency. I, I feel like they have this opportunity to go, you know, you talked about legacy, legacy. What do I want my kids to be known as? 
what do you want these young investors to remember you as? Is these sour old dudes right. that hated on you? Or the greatest investor of all time that kind of gave you some wisdom in their final days? And the, the I mean, business-wise, it is final days he's stepping down. But last but not least, I think this is something interesting um, regarding the smackdown on Robinhood. For someone who's such an advocate for investing and get out there and compound interest and buy the S&P, Robinhood, with their flaws and gamifying investing, I can understand why you would maybe have some issues with it, but they're allowing retail investors to get into the market. And that's something that I'm all about is save that money so you can start investing. And if you're getting stimulus checks, if you're sitting at home and you're saving money because you never been able to travel or spend it at the club and you're 20, 30 something years old and you're able to start investing it, yeah, you might lose a little bit, but you're going to definitely win because you're going to learn a lesson, especially if you buy a company like a GameStop or an AMC or the meme stocks or whatever, you're going to learn something. So I think he seems a little out of touch. Kai, you're trying to say something. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's interesting how um, I, I'd say almost it sounds like you guys are surprised in a sense the way they're saying it is. But if you look at it, that's the way they've invested all their careers. They're value investors. They're looking for things they can understand. How much was Warren Buffett criticized in the dot-com boom when he didn't invest? But he said, I don't understand it. I don't feel safe to invest it. So I'm not going to try to gamble. He's always the safe bet, right? And especially with uh, with Charlie Munger coming in, then it was like, all right, we're gonna do, we're gonna invest in something that is uh, works, that's proven, and that can run itself. He said, if uh, with Coca Cola, if the CEO was a ham sandwich, it would still make money, right? That's their whole philosophy. That's their whole way. Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, as far as we know, it's still all just speculation. It's just we can't. There's no, there's no um, forms or or kind of earnings that say, oh, this is going to project it to earn here and here. In many ways, you can put up, you can put uh, calculations and say, but you can also put calculations to say otherwise. So the fact that they're against this isn't surprising in many ways. Obviously, they're getting older, and you can kind of argue that as well. But they've always been the hare versus the tortoise, and they've always been slow and steady wins the race, and. Like with Robinhood, you're not betting necessarily on the market. You're picking a stock, and it's you're getting confetti for buying. You're getting confetti for selling. Hmm. So in many ways, it's going against everything that they're against, which is or which they're not for, because uh, they've always been the slow and steady wins the race. Tom, good, good, good stuff, Kai. You know, I think you guys ham- handled it. You know, most of the key issues here. I'm convinced that they invested in a tequila company. You know, they were both a little buzzed when they were talking <laughs> because that was just so against the grain for them being this outspoken, right. talking this much trash. You know, I ultimately I don't know if it was a great look for them because a I admit I screwed up on Apple. I mean, that's kind of a big error. Yeah. That's what sticks with me. You got ten points. I screwed up on Apple. I don't like Bitcoin. I got something with Elon Musk and and Robinhood sucks. I mean, that's really what I got from this. <laughs> let me let me ask you: How competitive do you think Munger and Buffett are? Competitive? How competitive you think they are? You know, I think Warren is extremely competitive. I, think so as well. I don't yeah. know yeah. anything low, about low Munger. Key, very competitive. I, I, you know, like it, ultra super cycle yeah. competitive. Yeah, I think Buffett is. If you're still at. 90 years old and you're going mm-hmm. ham, He's, he say. still has the mama mentality. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I, mama I, mentality. I All right. I think he's got that killer mind. Said, right okay yeah. so here's here's how i see this uh when is it good to retire in baseball or in basketball what's a good after time a to good re- season <laughs> but when, is it, when is it a good time when to you've retire? lost a step or two when you barkley said when scrubs are beating me that's yeah. for that's time for me to retire right barkley said when scrubs are beating me and i'm sitting there saying this scrub just beat me who the hell is he mm-hmm, yeah. it's time for me to get out the league right okay 
I, I don't know. Obviously, investments is a different uh, uh, world because you can invest a lot longer, like meaning your tenure to want to invest, maybe your tenure to play basketball is what? Say 10 or 20 years. Okay, your Kobe, yeah. 20 if years. That, yeah. yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, let's say 10 or 20 years. Carmelo's still playing. He became the 10th all-time mm-hmm. scorer. Say it's 10 or 20 years. Mm-hmm. What's your tenure for investments? What is it? 50 years? 40 years? There's got to still be a tenure. What is the number? So do I think maybe 10 years ago they should have retired? Maybe 10 years ago they should have replaced themselves. Maybe 15 years ago they should have replaced themselves. I don't know. One of the hardest things to do is when you look at someone, you know, do you remember that interview? Who's the guy, the boxing commentator who he's famous for always interviewing boxers after the fight? He's looking at Mayweather and he says, but why did you hit him in the face when he wasn't looking? Larry Merchant? Larry Larry Merchant, right? Larry Merchant. If, if If I was... 20 years young guy, I beat you or whatever. Right? And then, you know, I like, you the, know, you I like to see you, you try it. Know, like and then Mayweather and him going back and forth, right? But you have to realize Larry is sitting there saying, dude, I'm 75. But if I was 25, I would have whooped your ass. Let's just say that's the mindset mm-hmm. because he goes back and remembers who was 25. Think about Buffett sitting there saying, who the hell are you guys? I've been going at this for freaking 80 years since I was 10 years old investing yeah. in. Who are you schmucks when I went into those meetings to want to learn about being an investment banker? Yeah. But there's, there's a flaw in that. There's a weakness in that. It's almost like this. Okay, I had a girlfriend of mine years ago, and she was modeling, acting, movies, all that other stuff. I said, you know, you know there's one thing you got to be very careful with. She says, what? I said, if the only way you get attention is your looks, when it goes away, you're psychologically going to have a meltdown when it goes away. Damn. Because it's eventually going to go away for everybody. Yeah. You're going to look like this forever, just so you know that. There's gravity. Things work against you as you age. It's just not going to be in your favor long term. Buffett and Munger are the examples to me of a drop-dead gorgeous girl that they, they no longer look good because better-looking girls are coming up and they have a hard time because they no longer get the attention that they used to get. Mm, I yep. may be fully wrong. I may be absolutely off-base mm-hmm. here and I'm missing it, but... I think for them, the route that you were recommending, fantastic route to say, hey, why don't we bring these younger guys together and right. see what we can do. Why don't we, hey, you think you can do something? Come on down. Let's create a summit and bring them up. Why do you think about this? Mm-hmm. And closed doors, not even open. Hey, bring the Bitcoin guy, Anthony Papliano, we just had there that he went, they're going back Ridiculously and forth. Yeah, bring guy. some of these right. guys in that they don't know nothing about. What is the future? Because the reality of it is you kind of got to pivot. You know, you kind of got to pivot right now. eBay just announced they're about to take uh, Bitcoin. Matter of fact, one, this was our first week ever where one of the companies I'm hiring as a consultant, they paid us a by Bitcoin. Wow. Like, wow. do you receive? I'm like, yeah, sure, we'll receive by Bitcoin. I would send a, send a bunch of Ethereum. No problem. People are now going in that direction. And whether you like it or not, you have to pivot. I don't know if they're doing that. Mm-hmm. It's 1056. I don't know if we have time yeah. for one more story. I got an 11 o'clock call. But sure. if you guys got final thoughts, Major Williams, I'm going to give you the final thoughts, you know, what you want to say with California. Sell us the dream on why you believe mm-hmm. California is going to come back and it's going to be uh, the state that it used to be where everybody around the world would go to rather than states like Texas and Florida. Sell us the dream. Well, the opportunity is, is there. Uh, first of all, we have to acknowledge that we are unified in frustration. And it is one of those things, kind of like the statement that you said, you know, try me. You know, and that's something that I'm really going to hang my hat on in regards to if you are on the fence. But you should understand that California has great comeback ability because of what we represent. And it is going to take a different brand of leadership that understands the issues and knows how to actually get those issues solved. 
and be realistic about how we can do those things collectively together. Uh, I do believe that as the next governor of California, we can get things done beyond just the government perspective. Being the next governor of California, you know, that's going to be global news, not just statewide news. And that in itself allows me to open up other doors and get people excited about the change of culture of leadership. And so that's something that I, I think that other people are really excited about as well, the exclusivity and being a part of what we can do together. So this is not my campaign. In California, I tell everyone this is our campaign, and I think that's the that's the pretense of it. You got a great message. You got a lot of momentum. Best of luck. If there's any way I can help you in California, Absolutely. I know a lot of people would love to hear what you're talking about, and that's just what you got to do. You just got to stay out there. Yes, Have sir. people here because it's going to be impossible not to like you. Hey, can I just address the elephant in the room real sure. quickly? Next time that you guys get together on the wardrobe yeah. and you look like very well-dressed CIA agents <laughs> or, or Secret Service that stepped off the cover He's of the GQ, CIA. He's the CIA. I, I won't raid the wardrobe <laughs> closet of Get well, Shorty, okay? Well, and I'll just come no, up with my own. You look like you flew here from Louisville. You look like you flew here from Louisville yeah, after leaving the Derby. Derby. That's what you look That's like. That's exactly That's what a I good look, look for you. Way. What are you that talking choice. about? I do have a pink fedora. I, I guarantee you everybody's looking at you <laughs> yeah. more than us. For sure. And you also said, you know what? I'm already feeling a little derbyish. Let me throw a little pink in your <laughs> yeah, there. there we go. So you made that decision, okay. baby. Well, my, my final piece is shout out to Major Williams. Respect, man. Thank you for coming through. I think, Thanks for having me. Um, you know, you, you answered the tough questions. You answered the easy questions, but clearly you handle yourself well and last shout out i think definitely goes to the godfather of soul james brown for uh try me try me uh, and um papa's got a brand new bag and it's major williams <laughs> so there it is. i put his link again at the bottom in the chat box go give the man a follow and dm him and let him know what you took away from today's podcast if you enjoyed it subscribe as well with that being said we are doing it again this thursday i think this thursday yes, sir. is daniel demartino booth i believe Ooh. daniel is coming to down this uh, town this thursday so we'll see you then take care everybody bye-bye bye-bye bye-bye